Bam, we're live. Rambler, what's up? Good morning. Any good gene companies for CrossFit people with big legs? Uh, I have the Victos jeans. Uh, I don't know if I would say I have big legs. But I like them. They're kind of stretchy. When I wear them, people give me compliments. I don't really usually get compliments on my clothes. I um I need a new um I need a new Floyd 19 shirt because the, look at my Floyd 19 shirt. You see it? It's it's the black square. I like the idea of it. You know what I mean? It's like making fun of the black squares. It's like, hey, we all know who the real racists are. But this uh it's a um I don't like the way this feels and like it's only a matter of time before the washes are just going to make it fall off. I just need a really nice up high Floyd 19 and then maybe even below it RTRD 19, maybe like a few different 19s, retard 19. What's up, Robbie Myers? Good morning. How are you, buddy? Good to see you. Uh, does the wife decide on your clothes? No. If anything, it's the other way around. Not that I choose her clothes for her, but I've gone through phases where not in a long time before, but before we had kids, I, I would really enjoy taking her clothes shopping and like, just sit there and be like, okay, get that, get that, get that. I really enjoyed that. Um, maybe that's a sign that I'm gay, but there's, there's a lot of signs. Uh, you need a new, uh, blue square shirt for Israel. Oh, hmm. Interesting. Uh, Sevon, do you believe in chiropractic care? It's so it's crazy that you're asking that because uh, in a little bit, we're going to have Jason Marshall on the show in an hour. He's not coming on till eight. And um, as I was doing research on him, he got, oh, my goodness, I need to shave. He got some chiropractic care and uh, it, he he says it hurt him. Um, I've been to three different um, body workers and all three of them. I left worse than when I got there. And uh w- one in particular, I think, really, really fucked me up. The thing is, is I've only gone to them when I'm injured. And I think that they have no fucking idea what they're, uh, what, what, what they're doing. I went to three different ones. One guy put his thumb in my mouth and was pushing on the roof of my mouth. I wanted to fucking beat the fuck out of him, to be honest with you. Good morning from um, Sevon's head. Thank you. I, uh, I, um, I'm looking for, I started playing with my soundboard. Uh, I wanted to add sounds to it. I was kind of inspired yesterday. I mean, that's destroying my life. No respect. I don't got no respect at all. Little Rodney Dangerfield, little Rodney Dangerfield clip, but I need to find one where it's, it's someone, it's someone saying, David, shut up, David. I need one of those. Right. Wouldn't that be good? Just every time he pisses me off, I just push the button. David, quiet. I need, I need some like from some movie, some famous person saying that. Yeah. Um, so so the guy today is one of the best erg guys in the world. He um I think he for two thousand meters on the rower, the bike. And the skier, he has sub six minutes. I'm not sure what the metric is for the rower. Obviously, it's 2,000 meters. I don't know, but but he has like three. So he he was the first guy ever, and he may be the only guy ever to get some sub six minute time. We'll find out the details 
on the rower ever, uh, on all three erg devices ever. And, um, he went to a chiropractor and he said it fucked him up. So when, when I, when I was doing research on him and I heard him say that the other day, I was like, Oh yeah, good. That makes me feel better. Uh, all my chiropractors only, only used a device on me to adjust nothing else because of my herniated discs. All my chiropractors only used a device on me. A device. Yeah. That's what I, I must have herniated discs or something. I did a, a overhead squats yesterday for the first time in five years. I did a hundred of them. I know a little excessive, but I got some really good. I found her some really good position. I used the 45 pound bar. I did sets of 10. Like I always do everything old school. <laughs> well, as you guys know, um, as, as most of you know, some of you haven't figured it out yet. I know uh, everything. Um, and, uh, I don't, I don't know, call it a curse. I even know what I don't know, but there was a comment, um, on YouTube the other day, three hours ago, man, who's watching YouTube three hours ago. And it's from this girl. I think it's this girl. It says Jen Sentaster, Jen Zentaster, Jen Zentaster. Anyway, it's it's that top comment. I know you guys can't see it very well. Excuse me. Maybe I can make the screen bigger. Where's Caleb when you need him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Uh, and it says, Sevon being wise every day on medicines, training, foreign policy, like he was a scholar. So I, I think that's like facetious, being facetious, like. But I have to read into it, right? Because it's passive aggressive. So I don't know. I'm aware I'm reading into it. It says, Sevon being wise every day on medicines. I do like the way she spe spelled medicines. Uh, training foreign policy like he was a scholar. It's that was thing that's like makes me think it's passive aggressive, right? And then it says, uh, but hating on a person for not having an L1 telling us it's the end of the CrossFit world as we know it. Now, listen, I'm not hating on um, the guy with no legs. I'm hating on the guy with no legs that's supposed to be riding um, uh, in the Tour de France. Like, hey, he sucks. Don't get him on your team. You, you, get, you get what I'm saying? It, it, this is so bizarre. Hating, I'm not hating on um, Dacoons for not having an L1. I, I'm hating on Dacoons, not even Dacoons, whoever hired him in the position of running all the affiliates, the fastest growing chain in American, maybe in world history, probably in world history, and running those affiliates who need an L1 in order to open an affiliate. That's the only requirement. And yet he doesn't have it. And then on top of that, the guy who founded the company and the methodology and was in charge during the, the fa this fastest growth, Greg Glassman says the worst thing that you could have is an MBA. And this guy has that. I, I, it, it's so I, I know this is just low hanging fruit. I know it doesn't need any explaining. 
but this is a um you know when you go to a museum and they have a mummy there and they're like hey this is like the perfect mummy specimen this is like the best specimen we we've uncovered 3000 mummies and um this is like the one that's most intact it's like museum pristine quality specimen well this is that for just retards like you just know you can just see the leaps this person is making what they're omitting in order to like obviously i said something that's triggered them and they're just like scraping at the bottom of the barrel to try to put something to, to together to attack the the logic but it's it's um man it's just i'm just tripping on someone took the time to type that out Sevon being wise every day on medicines training foreign policy like he was a scholar but hating on a person for not having an l1 telling us it's the end of crossfit world as we know it no i'm telling you it's the end of your tour de france team if you have one of your guys on the team with no legs that's it that's all i'm telling you has nothing to do with the fact of whether he has uh, legs or not. It has to do with the fact that um, he has no legs and he's on the Tour de France team. Now, if he's the guy that's like unpacking the sandwiches, you're good to go. But if he's that guy that rides in front of fucking uh, the windbreaker guy, or the guy who runs ahead, the guy who does the, um, what's the guy called in the front that you get behind, uh, Lance Armstrong gets behind and uh, drafts behind him. If you're that guy and you don't have legs, your team sucks. You're fucked. Matter of fact, whoever hired him is a fucking moron. And then whoever's defending him saying, hey, you're hating on people with no legs, dumb as fuck ever. And that's who you are, Jen Sentaster. You're the guy who thinks that I'm being against people with no legs just because I don't think he's qualified to run draft for um, Lance Armstrong. Uh, good, great point, Pedro. Uh, that person also could struggle if the sandwich makings are on a higher shelf. That's that's true. But anyway, just the it's it's um it's just and the thing is is this is YouTube. Reddit's just full of someone sent me a bunch of screenshots from Reddit the other day. And it's like 20 comments saying bad stuff, name calling me, but but not one of them like say like what I did. It's just it's it's nuts. But anyway, anyway, Jen, thanks for watching the show. I need your views. I need the, the, the moolah. I need the ad revenue. Okay, so back to back to my favorite subject. Um, me. Uh enough about Jen. There's this movie called Desert Runners. Let me see if I can find the um Desert Runners. Desert and dessert still. Okay, here it is. Desert Runners. Here we go. Here we go. So I was brought on to this movie to uh, film this movie and direct this movie. And what ended up, and, and the director here, it says is Jennifer Steinman. And what ended up happening was I, um, the, during the edit, I would go to New York and help them edit it. So they gave me a huge chunk of money that I'm no longer the director, which I, I thought was cool. Okay, fine. But anyway, during the shoot, I would say that I behaved like the director and I filmed it and I behaved like the producer. And that's not a dig on Jennifer at all. She was, she's fucking amazing. Jennifer Steinman's amazing. Oh, she got married. Sternin. She probably hates me now. I think she's, I think she's woke. But anyway, um, 
it's this movie and basically what we did was we went to four different deserts uh, well there's an organization that that um runs these races and they're called the four deserts i guess that's the name of the organization the four deserts and we went to these um, four deserts in one year and people have to carry everything that they need for survival on their back and they run. And I forget how far it is. Let's say it's 200 kilometers and it's in the four driest places on planet Earth. Right. So by driest, I think it um, uh, least 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 rainfall or something, least moisture dropping. And believe it or not, one of them was Antarctica. So it was Antarctica, the uh, Gobi Desert. I think that's in China. The Sahara that was in Egypt. And the uh, Atacama, Atacama, Atacama in um, Chile. So those were the four deserts we went to. Coffee break. Get your Paper Street coffee now. 15% off with code word Sevon. And it was crazy. It was wild. By the way, when, when, I, was, when I did this, I was working for CrossFit. That's a whole nother story. I was working for CrossFit and I put in a request to the media director at the time, Tony Budding, if I could get um, two weeks off four times that year to do this. And I told him it would be better for CrossFit. It's, it's, it's smart for CrossFit to let me do this too because it will um, expand my abilities. It's practice and uh, it will. Uh, I can talk about CrossFit with these people and it will give me new skills and it will just make me a better piece, better filmmaker for CrossFit. They didn't like that idea and they fired me. Kind of crazy, right? That was the first time I was fired. And when I was fired from CrossFit, I've told this story before. That was in two, this is in 2009 or 10. I can't remember. But they let me go and they told me that I would be put on a per video basis. So I could still make content for CrossFit, but they weren't going to pay me a salary anymore because I needed four, two weeks, four, four times during the year I needed two weeks off. Well, that the, the year before that, I was making, I think I was making $4,000 a month. So I was making $48,000. I made $48,000 the year before that. By turning in projects individually that year, I made $320,000. Crazy, right? They, and he, uh, he hated that. Is my mom in here? Hi. Oh, Rosemary, that was a good movie. So yesterday... Yesterday, I'm at my kid's um, uh, tennis tournament. Another another crazy story. Wild story. I went with my mom yesterday to my kid's uh, tennis tournament. Anyway, and while I'm there, there's this dad there. It, it, it's all Asian kids. All Asian kids, except for my kid, who, um, who's, uh, you know, my wife wouldn't want me to say this. But he's not Asian. And then there's another kid there that looks like they're half Asian and half white. And I didn't see the mom, but the dad is straight Jew. Big old crooked nose, long hair, pasty skin, just Jewed to the gills. You know what I mean? Dressed like shit, but probably worth $50 million. You know what I mean? Like, don't give a fuck. Jews don't care. Yeah, Wajian. Thank you, Judy. Wajian. Or, or Jasian. Jasian. And, and, and I don't know what this is. Is this a racist term? Uh, and... On Rayo, on Rayo, is that like a half Jewish? I don't know what that is. Anyway, listen, don't Jude to the gills. Yeah, clip it. Thank you. Jude to the gills. Did I say that? Jude to the gills. Yeah, just Jude to the gills. 
I mean, you just know when you see one, they stand out like a Jew stands out like a black man. you like, if you're walking through the mall and you're like, Oh look, there's a black guy. You're like, Oh look, there's a Jew. Oh look, there's a dwarf. Like you, once you know, you know, you just know. So, and he's having all sorts of issues with his daughter. That part sucked. That's a whole different story. Man, his daughter was so fucking cute. Half Asian, half Jew. Um, uh, it should be its own ethnicity. She in uh, and you could tell she was talented. But anyway, uh, I was staring at him, and I and and this story came to my head that I can't even believe that I forgot to tell you. And it has to do with Desert Runners. This documentary, right here, Desert Runners. Let's, how come my name's not on here anyway? Do I get? Does my name get to pop up on here? Let me see. Uh, synopsis. Uh, um. Shit, I don't get I don't get nothing. Oh, casting crew. Let's see. Uh um uh they paid me forty thousand dollars, by the way. I think I said that to not be the director anymore. I really could use the money at the time too. Oh, cinematography by Sevon Matosian. Look, there I am. Okay. So oh, they have a can they had a camera department? <laughs> Anyway, we were in Egypt, people. Listen, we were in Egypt. And we're out there with all the runners. That was crazy. I got stopped at the airport for probably eight or nine hours in Egypt. Everyone left without me. Even Jennifer left without me. We landed in Egypt and everyone left and I couldn't get through customs because of my camera. What was it? It was a Panasonic. 150 is it was that a camera a panasonic panasonic 150n it was a 150n i had like the really nice one uh no wow this thing that popped up as the panasonic 150n is pretty cool though uh a uh oh here it is i found it yeah hmc 150 oh look here it is wow you can still get that camera for a thousand bucks i was uh, this is the camera i had i'll show you Big old honker. See this? See that? Panasonic. Uh, I should take that down. Jude to the gills. A Panasonic uh, uh, HMC 150. I think I had like the model up from it. It was like an N or something. Greg bought that for me. Greg and Greg, when I filmed um, Every Second Counts, Greg bought that for me. And me and Carrie Peterson, each one of those. So, um, uh, so I guess, so, so we make it through, I make it finally make it through customs. I was so sick. I had crazy explosive diarrhea, crazy fever. I think I got food poisoning or something. And anyway, so the, the filming starts, it, it takes me a day or two to recover. I seriously thought I was going to die. I was just in the hotel shivering. Oh, and my, my clothes never made it. So I had all my camera gear with me. My luggage never made it to Egypt. So I did my all my entire two weeks there with the first two days there with explosive diarrhea and then two weeks there wearing all the same clothes. Well, Sevan, why didn't you go to the store and buy some new clothes? Because I couldn't find, I didn't have the time to do it because I was so sick. And then the shoot started. And once the shoot started, they take you out to the desert in the middle of nowhere and you have to go with the runners. So at night, I just slept on the ground in the desert with my, like holding, clutching my camera. Crazy, right? I'm telling you, I've done it all. I'm a bad dude. 
and and I did some of that shoot barefoot because some of the Sahara, some of the Sahara, when you're filming there, um, the, the desert, uh, it, it's it's just shells. You you can't even believe it. You're out in the middle of the desert, out in the middle of nowhere, and it's billions and billions of those little tiny shells. And for some reason, they wouldn't get hot. So some days I would put my shoes in my camera bag and I would do the entire shoot barefoot because the desert I'd be running in or walking in was just these little tiny shells. It was crazy. And these shoots were 24 hours a day. These people were just constantly going, right? God, my clothes were disgusting. We had to bring all of our own food too. So like we have rat, we, I lived off of rations where you just add water to it. And, and, and what I drank all day was I drank um, these uh, one liter, one and a half liter bottles of water that I would have. And I would just put a um, Starbucks instant coffee in it. So I would say like mildly caffeinated the entire day. So they're on the race and it's, I, I don't know how many runners there are. Bear with me. I could be totally wrong. There's 200 racers. Yeah, it is. It is the Atari 1200 of uh, cameras. Yeah. Like one up from the 2600. Yeah, it was a bad camera during the day. It was it was some shit. And um, uh, the racers, 200 racers from all different countries. Now, to do this race was really hard, but the crown jewel was to do all four in one year. And there were like two or three people who attempted it. That The movie's about that, that kind of, as I remember, that was like the thing. <clears throat> And while we were out in the desert running, not me, I was just filming. The Egyptian police showed up. 20, they look like Tacomas, but they're not. And guess what they wanted? Go ahead, guess what they wanted? Three days into the race, 20 Egyptian police showed up. Guess what they wanted? Somebody guess. Money, Matt Burns, no. Great, 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 great guess. 200 people from all different countries in the race. Three days into the race, the police show up. What do they want? My cock, sex, uh, money. They're all great, great guesses. BJ's, fair. Come on, one of you knows. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Hilux. It was a Toyota Hilux. Damn, you're good. I'd have never in a million years remembered that. Yes, it was a Hilux. CEO shirts. Nope. Passports. You're getting closer. My camera. Another great guess. They thought you were a Jew. Now we're getting really, really close. I remember this yesterday when I saw the Jew guy at tennis. I'm like, holy shit, how did I not tell this story on my podcast yet? There was a Jew in the race, a fucking filthy Jew from Israel. And these motherfuckers, these fucking Hilux riding fucking Arabs came and fucking extracted the Jew from the race. They took the fucking Jew. Hunk, hunk of a Jew. Looked like fucking Tom Selleck. A little shorter. Boy, he was a stud. 
I'll never forget him. Thick fucking mustache. Crazy. He looked like an Adonis. He looked like what I pictured Dionysus to look like. Looked like a Greek god. Fucking had 10 pounds too much muscle on him to, to, to do the race. You know what I mean? 5'9". Like Rich Froning if he had thick hair. Okay, not not that not that cool, but what made me think of it too is is I keep running through my head this thing about how they say Israelis do apartheid when a hundred thousand Palestinians are allowed to work, were allowed to work every single day in Israel and twenty percent of Israel was was Arab, you know what they call these Palestinians, and yet Jews have been completely kicked out of the, all of the rest of the Middle East. I told you yesterday about how when I landed in Beirut, there the sign if your if your passport has a stamp from Israel and they get the fuck out, we're turning you back. Bruce Wayne, the Hilux is the truck of war. Uh, Justin, uh, so rich without Jesus. Yeah, Jew, Jew, Jew rich. Jew rich. Oh, uh, I'm, Sousa's texting with Greg right now. My, my, I don't know if you guys can hear it. My phone's making noises and that noise it makes is I have a special, um, ringtone for when Greg texts me and it's the Knight Rider sound, you know, like in Knight Rider, the front of the car, it's like, whoosh, 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 whoosh. They fucking wanted the Jew. They took him out. They kicked him out of the fucking country for all I know. I never checked on him afterwards, but they, they fucking extracted him. Just imagine a bunch of people in the middle of the desert running and the fucking 20 cops roll up. They're like, where's the Jew? Uh-huh. Come with us. They're not stupid either. You know, I walk into a Whole Foods and some lady will whisper in my ear, it's nice to see someone from the tribe because they think I'm a Jew, right? That does not happen in the Middle East. In the Middle East, I'm fucking Armenian. Like they know. Like they, it, it's like going to Africa and like you would never confuse a Kenyan with a Sudanese guy, like, or or a Somalian. Never. K Kenyan guy's all buff and shit. Somalian's like tall and skinny, and his face looks like a spoon, like a black Asian dude. And, and same thing, Armenians. Like you just know. Yep, there's one of those fuckers. They know. We smell different too. You know. And the girls, you know the girls too. They're just different. Nuances. But 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 not um but yeah, Blasians, yeah. Somalis are kind of probably got some Asian in them. They're like really tall black Asian people. They're kind of flattened. They're they're flat mushed a little bit, their face. Oh yeah, you beat you beat uh, Judy to it, Blasian. Good job. Judy, Judy's too busy laughing at one of her other jokes she thought of. Yeah, Jews don't smell bad. They don't even really have a scent to them. Yeah, Jews don't smell bad. They smell good. My wife smells good. She just doesn't smell like anything ever, no matter what. When she works out, she can be a little salty. Oh, Magnus, that's not nice. I can't even read that. So basically, Greg is Greg's 11 hours ahead of us. And so 
I'd like to have him on in the morning, which would mean nighttime, his time. But then that kind of fucks up his day. I sure as hell would not want, I don't, I would, I, I do not. It, I, Fridays are, are a struggle for me because we do the CrossFit Games update show. And that means like I have to be on the straight and narrow all day. Can't be out doing cocaine, cocaine or drinking. And so he's in Africa somewhere with his wife. And if I do a nighttime show with him, that means he has to just be on the straight and narrow all day. That seems like a lot to ask of someone. But if I do it at night, then I can stay on the straight and narrow all day. And then for him, it'd be the morning. What if I called Greg right now? Just in Africa. It's kind of one of the only tricks I have on the show is calling people. Hmm. All right. I'm out of stories. Maybe I should just get off and come back in a half an hour. My kid played in a tennis tournament yesterday. You guys want to know the truth about it? The truth, like the real truth. It sucks. I want to tell you guys the truth, but there's people in the audience like David who will just like use it against me for the rest of my life. Oh, good. You're leaving. Okay, I'll tell it. David's leaving. Then I'll tell it. Okay, bye. Good. All right, go work out. You guys are going to love this story. It's fucking awesome. But David will use it against me. He looks for every flaw that I have, every flaw my family has. Ready? You would like Dave Castro. He's like that too. He likes to point out all my flaws. Okay. So in tennis, there's three different kinds of balls. There's an orange ball has the worst. Uh, it's for little kids because it doesn't bounce much, bounce much. Think of it as being flat, right? Then there's a green ball and that bounces a little better, but it's still a little bit flat. And then there's a yellow ball. The yellow ball is like what the pros play with, like a Novak Djokovic, right? So when my kids started, oh no, and there's a ball before the orange ball. Sorry, it goes red, then orange, then green, then yellow. So there's different balls. And they, they basically they're just flat balls versus not flat balls. And finally, the yellow ball, the adult ball is the least flat. That's the one probably all of you know. And what's crazy about that one is if you have a little six-year-old kid playing on a full-size court, they can't get that ball. You don't realize that as an adult, but because they have to take 10 steps to get across the court and their reaction time is a little bit slower and they can't calculate exactly where it's going to be after the, um, the trajectory after the first bounce, they need a slower ball so that they have time to calculate all that shit. And then they also make the court smaller. They have different lines on the courts. So you use a flat ball on a smaller court and a fucking four-year-old age kid can play tennis great too so my kids have all my kids have progressed from red to orange and the academy that we go to doesn't have a ball the green ball they skip so my academy goes red orange and then yellow but there is this ball called green ball and there's green ball tournaments right all of these different balls have different tournaments, I guess. So my kid's in the adult ball. So when he was eight years old or seven years old, he had graduated through all and he was playing with like the big kids. Like I sometimes if you look at my Instagram, sometimes I'll post pictures and there'll be these like 12 year old girls that are like 5'10 and my son standing next to him at 3'8. Three, three you know, it's crazy. More than two feet taller than him. And he's playing with them. 
So yesterday we went to a tournament and it was a green ball tournament, but my son's not a green ball player. He's a yellow ball player. So it's kind of like if you went to a jiu-jitsu tournament as a white belt, but you're a collegiate wrestler. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not a fucking white belt. You never will be a white belt. Like, you wrestled in fucking college. Jan Clark, Philip Kelly only plays with adult balls. Fair enough. That's smart. That's healthy. I like that. I'd prefer that all my listeners only play with adult balls, if you know what I mean. So he goes there, and he's the youngest kid there. And uh, he plays. I, I probably even have some video of it. Oh, fuck it. Who cares? Uh, Devesh Maharaj, uh, three foot eight. He's only six inches shorter than you. Asshole. Uh, the burpee dude. So your son has the edge on all those kids. He should obliterate them. Dude, obliterated. I text my fucking tennis. I text his tennis coach the other day. I said that was completely unethical. I was joking, of course. I enjoyed every minute of it. I just like fucking with the fucking tennis coach. He's like borderline autistic. He's so strict. He's like telling my kid before he leaves, it's not about winning. It's about having fun and going out there and giving it your best and all this shit. My kid goes out there and fucking obliterates these kids. All the other kids, dude, Asian kids. And, and when I mean Asian, I mean like 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 imported Asian. Like they don't speak like uh, they don't speak English so good. And dad's got like four cell phones videotaping every single one of his kids' shots. Goofy motherfuckers. Goofy. Hardworking, dude. Those kids never quit. <laughs> Man, some of those kids were hanging on for dear life against Avi. Oh, how old your son? He good. He hit hard. It's so hard for me to talk back to him just in a regular voice. I want to do their accent back to him. You know what I mean? Like when foreigners talk to you, you know, like a Russian starts talking to you and you're like, hi, Roman. <laughs> nice to meet you. I wanted to do that back. To, you have to force yourself not to do that. Not because you're trying to make fun of them, but you're just mirroring the people, right? Man. All nice. Nice parents. I didn't no douchebag parents. Of course, there was a late one Asian lady there had so much fucking perfume on. And she had a mask on her face that was so fucking tight you couldn't hear. Her. The mask is on her face like this tight. Just around her like Oh, hello, how are you? It was crazy. Like, yo, bitch, you stink like perfume. And you got a mask on that's so tight I can't even hear you. <laughs> Judy Reed, uh, you know all those uh, kids got beaten up by their parents at home for losing. Uh, joking, not joking. I actually had to intervene one time. I've told that story before. At UC Berkeley, there was an uh, Asian lady just beating the shit out of her daughter. That was crazy. Yeah, Asian people are good people. They were good people. They were nice. They were easy. The one kid was, there was one kid that was just a cheating fuck. It was crazy. So anyway, my, my son, anyway, the, the point of the story is my son went to a tournament where he played with a faster ball, which means that he'd graduated 
into classes that these kids hadn't. And then he went back down to their ball. And when I went there, I actually thought, well, this is stupid. I should have bought green balls so he could practice. No practice needed. No practice needed. Uh, Coffee Mountain Mama, uh, when Se when Sevi talks to his black friends, uh, he says dog and calls them brother. Yeah, so what? Yep, that's great. What's up, brother? What's up, player? I did it to my white friends. What's up, G? But I do. I don't. I don't let my black friends call me Sevi. I make them like like really draw out the name like like I'm one of theirs. Savon. Hey, Savon. You know what I mean? Like I'm black. No black person is going to have any black person call me Sevi. Lamar, Savon, come inside. You know, doesn't that, like I could be, like I am one of them. You, you, you hear it? Tyrone, stop picking on Savon. Savon, come inside. Come inside, Savon. Have some grape soda and chips. Come inside, Savon. Oh, you little fat boy. Come here. Dark enough to be playing with those kids. Get over here, Savon. You see it? You hear it? Maybe my parents named me that because they they wanted a black kid. Savon. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> hey, so Dave. Dave, so Dave. So Cave, uh Cave Dastro. Uh stop picking on Savon. He'll call the cops on you. He's a white boy. Listen, um, so those are the two. Those are the two sound effects I want, and, and I, I want to take credit for them. But my wife told me yesterday after listening to the show, she said, "Hey, the sound effects you need is I need a siren that goes woo woo woo." Anytime someone makes fun of me for calling the cops, I was like, "Oh yeah, I need that." And then I need um, uh, shut up, David. I need those two. Those would be great. Little additions. So like you would say that, and then I would push it. But uh, there's nothing. Wait. What a stupid son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh, that, that's that's Biden. I did that one yesterday. Can you guys even hear that one? What a stupid son of a bitch. Hey, Cave Dastro, stop picking on Sevon. He'll call the cops on you. Well, Cave. What a stupid son of a bitch. See. Not Loki making fun of me, David. David Weed, Haley Loki making fun of you. Not Loki. Audrey, I want to ooh Brian Button. Oh, my, here's my mom. Uh, no, Savon, you were not named uh, to assimilate with the black folk. You were named after a lake in Armenia. Oh, fuck. Darn it. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm choosing my own reality. I was named to fit in with the black kids. Oh, man. Do you know that line from the jerk, uh, uh, Steve Martin? I was born a, I was born a, what is it? Steve Martin, the jerk beginning. Let's see. Uh, Steve Martin, the jerk, black boy. Is that? Uh, uh, in, uh, oh, here. Uh, I think this is it. Here, let's see. Oh, shit. It's on Facebook. I don't do Facebook. Fuck me. The jerk intro. There he is Googling again. 
Oh, here it is. Damn. The Jerk is a classic. <clears throat> the fuck's wrong with my mic? Uh Oh my goodness. That is great. Yeah. Uh, uh Audrey, I I just put some whole milk in my coffee in honor of Brian. This is a great response to that. You ready, guys? So Daniel says, Audrey, I just put some whole milk in my coffee in honor of Brian. And this is exactly what I thought. Christine from Christine Young. Oh, Daniel, you must be poor. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you thought you paused the show because I was frozen? But you could hear audio, couldn't you? You could hear the Steve Martin clip. Oh, don't don't talk to my mom. Don't talk to my mom. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Gabriella Magawa could totally be Armenian. Matter of fact, I, I she probably is. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, whole milk's great, not in coffee. My goodness. Disgusting. That's ghetto. That's like you're desperate for, like, that's like you're desperate. I'll tell you, my mom will take any kind of uh, cream in her coffee. She didn't care if it's, she put non-fat milk in there. Huh, mom? Oh, you just heard heavy breathing? You didn't hear Steve Martin uh, saying all that shit? You didn't? Oh, I ruined that bit? That was 30 seconds of nothing? Hmm. Audrey, I'll teach Brian the ways of the world, Sevy. Just wait. He actually, yesterday... Um, what's funny is he sent me a, um, this is a true story. This is a true, this is it's crazy. He's, I was at tennis yesterday watching my kid play tennis and Brian sent me a picture of a carton of whole milk and my mom was sitting next to me and I, and, and I teased her. I'm like, don't read my text messages. I was messing with my mom. She's like, I'm not, I'm like, yeah, you were, I saw you. And I was just fucking with her. And then I go, and then I go, what does this even mean? And I showed her the picture that Brian sent to me, a whole milk, because I didn't even get it. Right? I totally forgotten that bit. And my mom goes, oh, because on your show, you were making fun of him for, for using um, whole milk. And look, here we are the next day. I don't know how you guys even remember that stuff. This guy, Jason Marshall, that's coming on. Um, I think you guys are going to find him fascinating. He was recommended by Hunter, even though I don't think Hunter even knows who he is. Like, I don't think he, Hunter's ever met him. But obviously, he's a big, massive man, yoked out of his mind. He's a steel. And he, uh, man, he, he, he has an intimate relationship with the Ergs. And his favorite one is the one I, that I don't own. Um, 
that I think is disgusting. I don't understand it, but it's his favorite one. It's the ski one. I don't know if he's natty. I don't know that stuff. Someone has to ask Killer or something. You guys want to see? Uh, you guys want to see a clip from the? Uh, wait. Uh, oh shoot! Where is it? Oh do, oh yeah. You you guys want to see a clip from the? Um, Former president of the United States of America. Are there, do you guys think that there's some things you could point to that would cause like the situation we're in? Like, like I feel like there are like three or four things I could point to. Like the big things that I wish we could go back and change. Um, uh, the whole, the whole George Floyd thing, disaster, the defund the police. I think that's what caused uh, one of the reasons that caused uh, um, crime to skyrocket because people don't want to interact with uh, criminals, specifically uh, criminals if they're of uh, with black skin. No, the cops don't want to interact with them, and crime has run rampant. So, so we've gone soft on crime, and I think the origins of that are with George Floyd. I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. The way we reacted to that as a society. I think the second thing is. A big thing, obviously, is our reaction to the to what people called the the pandemic, COVID, not COVID itself, but our reaction to it. Basically, to the two main things would be shutting down the country, uh, and and shutting down the country, and uh, printing all of that money. So that made people lazy and people stopped working. So I that that's that's the second thing. I think those two things together created a crazy, uh, massive uh, dumpster fire. And and then the third thing, I think, is the open border. And I think that's why we're seeing all of these things that we call homelessness. And uh, but but really what we're seeing is a massive drug epidemic. Right. So we um, the George Floyd thing basically uh, flipped the script on racism and made it and made it so that the blacks that um, wanted to play victim could scream and play victim and that the whites could be the most racist they've ever been while pretending to not be racist. And so we have that problem. And then the cops got scared and, and don't want to go to jail themselves. So they stopped uh, enforcing crime. And then the um, and then COVID, the reaction to COVID, basically it shut down small businesses everywhere, right? Thousands and thousands of small businesses closed all over. It destroyed the middle class, right? It was a war on the middle class. And then the printing of the money made it so people didn't want to work. And then this. Then I think the, the third the third major problem, uh, but by the way, we know none of those things would have happened under a Republican government, right? So, and and then this, and, and what's crazy is I was a Democrat during during that, so I don't know, blame blame me. Um, uh, Sevi, no one is listening to your monologue. Oh, good. That's fine. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, so, so this is from fucking four years ago. This was when Trump was in office. The statistics that you put. I'm gonna ask him about the fucking damper. I'm gonna ask him about the damper. 
I don't fucking think the damper does anything. But instead can have a conversation about what will really work and what the American people deserve from us at this uncertain time in their lives where One they have apprehension. One thing I think we can agree on is we shouldn't shut down the government over a dispute. And yeah. you want to shut it down. I, you no, keep no, talking no, no, about no. it. The last time, Chuck, you shut it down. No, no, no. And then you opened it up times. very quickly. And 20 times. I don't want to do what you did. 20 but, times Chuck. you have called for, I will shut down the government if I don't get my wool. None of us have you said You want to know something? You've said okay, it. Okay, you want to put that on my... you said it. I'll take it. Okay, okay, good. You know what I'll say? Yes. If we don't get what we want, one way or the other, whether it's through you, through a military, through anything you want to call... I will shut down the government. Okay, absolutely. Enough. And we I am disagree. proud, and I'll we tell you disagree. what, I am proud to shut down the government for border security, Chuck, because the people of this country don't want criminals and people that have lots of problems and drugs pouring into our country. So I will take the mantle. I will be the one to shut it down. I'm not going to blame you for it. The last time you shut it down, it didn't work. I will take the mantle Good. of shutting down. And I'm going to shut it down for border but we security. You shouldn't okay. shut it down. But you, Thank you very much, everybody. I can't stand the way this Schumer guy even sits or looks or it just any. He just vibes me. Yeah, cuck Schumer. Yeah, it's it's bad. Uh, Tank Reeves. Savon, any government is a bad government. Don't believe in false deities. I don't. I'm carnivore. We can ask him about all that shit. So I think that's the third piece. I think that fucking border. And I and, and, and unfortunately, I don't think we've um, seen the uh, the worst of it. Uh, Heidi, um, uh, throwing back some of my Taoism in my face. Don't think I didn't see that, Heidi. All it's uh, the 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 thing is, is all problems must flourish before they come to an end. Sevi Savon, no one is listening to listening. Yup, your monologue. Lower damper. Fuck your damper. Uh, Tank Reeves. Keeping balance on the Sevon podcast at all times. Idolizing bureaucrats is one of the biggest sins uh, you can carry. Let's not forget Trump with Operation Warp Speed. I don't know, sloppy. This is this is. Uh, uh, if you want to destroy cartels and the war on drugs, border crisis is all but solved with that one action alone. Ooh, I used to think that, and I don't think that anymore. Because we legalized marijuana in this in this state, and it caused all the problems got exacerbated, like way worse. Like we have a real cartel problem in California, like legit. Uh, dildo. Uh, Higher damper equals much faster fatigue. But do, do the calories or or, or the watts um, go up faster? Do the calories go up faster? What are the what are the implications of that? Does it just make it harder to pull? No, no, we're not talking about uh, dampers. We're talking about hampers where you put dirty clothes tank. Are you guys all talking about rowing hampers? Yeah, hampers like. I have a hamper in uh, each of my bedrooms. I have uh, I have two in my bedroom uh, and one in uh, each of my son's bedrooms. My twins share a hamper. Oh, Judy, don't talk sense, please. But he would not have forced everyone to get the injection. It would have been a choice. 
tank. People wouldn't be losing their jobs, tank. At the Halloween party, I dropped a bomb. I dropped a bomb. Oh, 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 shit. Text message from the quarterback, Tyson Benjamin. Yeah, God, I love you. God, I love you. No Tyson Tuesday, but now Friday. I text with a quarterback. I am better than most of you. And I plant fruit trees. Dude, ask all these questions. Devesh, ask all this shit when you come on. This is great. Let's milk this dude's brain. Uh, um, do knees go inside or outside your arms when rowing? I'm tall and struggle to keep my knees together when rowing. When rowing. You're tall? There's tall Indian dudes? Oh, you're not Indian. You're, you're Toboggan. You're Toboggan? Is that the name of the country? What, what fucking country are you? Trinidad. Trinidad, Tobago? I still struggle to believe that that's a country. Is that, is that like is that like Gaza? It's not like a real country. It's just a piece of land. No, uh, kind of. Ooh, wow, wow. This is scary. Trinidad Tobago, Trinidad Tobacco. This is fucking crazy. Listen to this, guys. Uh, um. Listen to this. This is nuts. Do you, I, I, mean, I think this is a question, so I'm going to throw a do. do uh, Savon, uh, do you guys have a dirty hamper, a non, not dirty ha enough hamper, and an in-between floor space? Wow, this is fucking wild. N not exactly, but I want to hear more about how you do that. Do you have some sort of like, hey, this is worn once, it could be worn again? Uh hamper but it also could be washed wow man uh we we this is kind of gross i never thought of this but um w our our clean clothes hamper and our dirty hamper are the same hamper meaning you take the hamper to the laundry room and then you put the clothes in the washer. This is the way I do it. My wife probably doesn't do it this way. I put the clothes in the washer. The clothes that aren't, that don't make it in the washer, like because I separate the whites and the coloreds, or don't tell anyone I do that, please. Uh, clip it. Clip it. I separate the whites and the coloreds. And then whatever clothes don't make it into, let's say that there's so many coloreds that I can't fucking get them all in, then I'll dump the rest on the floor, right? Because I don't like to do loads that are too big. I like my shit to get clean. So I dump the I dump I dump them on the floor, and then I move the empty hamper in front of the dryer, and that means it's for clean clothes only. So our, that hamper, although it was holding sweaty, dirty clothes, within a few hours it will be holding clean clothes. That's kind of, I had never thought of that. So those clothes will do get some filth residue on them, I guess. I wonder what my mom would think of that. She's pretty fastidious around those types of things. <laughs> Do 
Daniel Garrity, uh, Sevi, uh, check out the locker room survey conducted by Players Association before talking to Tyson. Bears were 13th out of 32 best training facilities. I'm just tripping on how he when he though he threw a couple interceptions and I was and then at the end there was that fumble and I was just fucking my heart was breaking for him because I kept trying to think how he must feel. And then did you watch his uh, presser? Did it look like he was gonna cry, or was I projecting onto him? I still think he did great. I'm so fucking pumped for him. Oh look, there's Jason Marshall. Hey, hey, how's it going? What's up, dude? Going right, you? Thanks for doing this. Oh, I'm pumped. Yeah, yeah. One shot of espresso and half a cup of coffee into my day. Perfect. I'm uh, half a cup of protein shake down. Hey, any caffeine yet? No, no. I uh, probably need it, but I'll, uh, I can survive. Let me check your uh, mic settings. Oh, okay. Can you guys hear Jason? Okay. If, if they can't, someone will. Someone will say something. Okay. Uh, thanks for coming on. Crazy. You know how I found you? Do you know how I found you, Jason, by any chance? Maybe uh, was it through Hunter? Yeah. Do you know him? He's. I don't uh, think he even knows you, right? No, no. We uh, just connected uh, via Instagram. Okay. Yeah. He he comes on the show periodically. He, um, he's one of my more frequent guests, and we were just talking about freaks, and he's like, dude, there's this guy. <laughs> and then he just started going off about how freakish you are, and I was like, all right, send this guy I, a DM. Uh, he's a pretty big freak himself, so yeah, he's a good guy. Um, where where are you living, Jason? Uh, I'm just outside of Vancouver, Canada. So it's a city called uh, Port Coquitlam. Uh, it's about like half an hour out of Vancouver. Um, uh, do you know our guy, um, uh, Patrick Vellner? I think he. No, lives... I, well, I no. know of him. No, okay. I think, I think is he in? I think he's in Alberta. I think I. You know, I, I don't know, but yeah. You're where you are is you're on the western side of Canada on one of those islands. You're on one of the no, islands. I'm not on one of the islands, but like right on the coast of if I, I can take a ferry to one of those islands. Okay. Yeah. I think he's on one of those islands because whenever we talk to him, oh he's yeah, he like, might oh. oh yeah, he might be on uh actually I think yeah, he's Vancouver Island. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you a stupid question. Is that Alberta? <laughs> That's British no. Columbia. That's British Columbia, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, um, are, are you born and raised a uh, Canadian? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually born in Vancouver and then, uh, yeah, uh, I moved away for quite a few years, but then kind of settled down back here. So I, I, I want to get into that to where your athletic career um, took you, but a, a little more in the beginning. So you're, you're, you're born Canadian, uh, from a woman, uh, uh who also had another boy, your, 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 your two brothers. Uh, no, and a, and a sister actually. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, my uh, my parents were both born and raised in uh, North Vancouver. I was born there with my brother and sister. They're younger than I am. I uh, went to school there, went to university out here as well, to Simon Fraser University, played football there. And then after football, then uh, life got a little bit interesting where I actually moved to Vancouver Island for a couple of years uh, to pursue rugby. And from there, I moved over, like made the Canadian national team, then uh, went over to uh, play in the World Cup, then uh, got a professional contract to go play over in France for three years and went down to New Zealand for half a year, then went back to France for another couple of years and came back. Yeah, it, 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 it is a um, 
you were in full. I mean, you've been in full athlete mode your whole life. Let me go uh, back a second to um, just after you were born. Was your dad an athlete? Was your mom an athlete? Yeah, they're both pretty athletic. My dad played football. Um, American not, football. American, American football? football. Yeah, American football. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah he was, and then he's also a wrestler. Like yeah, he like come from a pretty uh, wide range of athletics. My mom was a, a good runner. She's also pretty athletic, right? So. Uh, and then does, like having a younger brother, just a year younger than, than myself, they needed to find outlets for us. And they just threw us into sports as a, as a young kid. So like played everything, like played, played soccer, played baseball, played uh, hockey. And then when, once I got into uh, high school, that's kind of where I, I found uh, rugby, football, and I still played basketball, but I wasn't very good at basketball. Tell me about um, hockey. When I th- when I think of Canada, I think of it almost as being um, mandatory, uh, especially for for men of your you know physical prowess to take that up. How did that not become your? your uh, you know what? I, or am well, I just misunderstanding that? Am I no, overgeneralizing? No, no, no. You, know, oh. you, you know what it is? It's, it's expensive. Mm. So um, yeah, I didn't. I like also my parents didn't have a whole lot of uh, income when I was growing up. So to put me in hockey was like. A substantial amount of investment, uh, a lot of secondhand or hand-me-down equipment, and and nowadays, well, even back then, for you to try and go far in hockey, it was pretty much an all-year-round sport, and uh, where you'd have your your main season, which would take up I don't know four months or five months, and then from then you go in all these like separate all-star teams or like uh, like training camps, like for the rest of the year, and then go right back into it. So. Um, like I loved hockey when I was playing it. I didn't play for too long. Uh, but then I had like a bad run in with a coach when I was maybe I was, I think I was grade eight. So I was maybe about 12 or 13 years old. And that was like the first taste of when, if you're not doing very well, they just sit you on the bench and you don't play. And I wasn't into that. So yeah, called it quits, quits pretty after, pretty soon after that. If, if, if you, you have, a, you have a wife and a child now, right? Yeah. I got, actually I got three kids. Yeah. So no, no shit. How old yeah, are your kids? Uh, well, I got a two and a half year. Oh, she's turning three in uh, January. And then I, we actually um, have twin boys that were born in April. So in your first one's a daughter. You have a daughter that's two. No, no, no. You... All, all, all three boys. Oh, shit. You know, that's yeah. what I got. Do you know that I have that? Oh, I didn't know you had three. I knew you had a son. I didn't know how many you had. But, yeah, yeah, I got I got a um I got a, a a boy that just turned nine, and then I got two boys that are just about to turn seven that are twins. Oh no way! That's yeah, awesome. cr- crazy, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Were you going for Were you going for three? No, we didn't want no. any kids. We didn't we didn't want kids <laughs> or to get married or nothing. And then all of a sudden, when my wife was thirty nine, she saw this other chick breastfeeding, and my wife was oh, already wow. thirty nine already, and she's like, "Hey, I want to try that." I'm like, "We don't we don't have any kids." She's like, "I know, let's get one." So we did what people do to get a baby and we ended up with one. And then that led to just us being completely careless. And then we ended up with, because she's older women, I guess, start dropping multiple eggs. And so we had twins, dude, I'm, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, that's good to hear. Cause it's like right now it's pretty, it's we're, we're in like, we're, I don't know if I want to swear, but we're in the shit right now. So yeah. Yeah. Um, April, um, uh, uh, is is your wife breastfeeding? Uh, she's, pumping so like uh yeah yeah so we're we it's all bottle fed but it's breast milk yeah how crazy is that um so i, I didn't know this this is uh for, for all of you out there um women's boobs will make as much milk as they need 
So if they when the body when a woman has twins, the boobs get twice as big. They they, they produce even more milk. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I feel bad for her. She is. Uh, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. Don't feel bad. <laughs> enjoy. Enjoy everything. My wife's like, if you get me pregnant again, I'll give you triplets. And all I thought was, oh my god, your tits would be crazy. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> but that uh, that's just me. Yeah. No, I've I've promised her uh, some type of a, a boob job once uh, the, the kids are gone, <laughs> done. So. You promised her. Yes, I did. You're such a good dude. <laughs> well, she, you know how it is. Like they get used and abused for like four years, and then yeah, yeah she, she's just kind of worried about what they're going to look like. Oh, they'll be fine. With. Yeah, they'll be fine. But we'll they'll deal with it if, if if there's a problem. Um, in four, four boys is uh, four boys or three boys is a lot. I wonder what, in the winter it's going to be. Um, I'm in California, so I can always just push them outside. But man, you're gonna have to keep them busy in the winter. That it's like it's yeah. like living with three monkeys, dude. It's it's absolutely nuts. Well, that was a problem. Like we only wanted two, mm -hmm. uh, and then like our living situation kind of suits two and not yeah. three. So we're gonna have to upgrade our uh, our living situation in the next couple of years for sure. So trying to keep it a little bit more uh, manageable. Um, but as you know, the like I, I'm 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 sure you know that the, the, what the property costs are like these days. So it's like yeah, stressful. You you know what's a trip also. This might make you feel better too. Is my kids? We have two bedrooms. The twins are supposed to share a room, and the older one, they never they all they all sleep in the exact they all sleep in the same room. They refuse to use the other room. Oh yeah, yeah. They okay. they're so at nine. My oldest is nine, and like they still every single night, they don't even go in the other room. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so you could keep them together for, I mean, they're boys. Well, you, you got to keep one eye on them. They'll do some crazy shit, but. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I know. Well, that, me and my brother got to no good when we're that age, so, yeah. Keep it separated. So, so, so is, is your dad a big dude? How big are you? What's your size? Um, I've had many sizes over the over the years, but uh, I'm like right now I'm about 6'3", uh, about 220 or 225. And what's the biggest you've been? Uh. Well, I've always been the same height, but uh, no, I got up to about two sixty five ish when I was playing rugby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, I was really really strong, but like you could see that my my face was probably about double the size, and my I didn't really have much of a neck, so yeah, it was uh, pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's forty five pounds larger than you are, and did you keep that for years? No, like literally the moment I realized I wasn't going to play rugby anymore, I was like, okay, I'm losing this weight, like now. Like even I was in, in middle of the season, like I had quite a few injuries. Like it was like back to back to back injuries. And at that point I was like, okay, I'm done. And uh, I, I I started losing weight like during the season because I knew I wasn't going to play at all the rest of the season. And I knew I was done after. So yeah, I ended up losing like 20 pounds, like like during the, the season. My teammates were like, what, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? But yeah, no, it was, uh, I was happy to get done. But yeah, that, that's it. So that was, so on the left there, that picture, I actually, I ruptured my left bicep and, uh, that's when I was just, and at that point, I was, and that was like my third or fourth injury in a row. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm done because my wife was over there or my, or girlfriend at the time was over in France with me. And, uh, she obviously, we, we realized it wasn't going to be a long-term thing. And I, and at that point I'm like, okay, I'm 32, uh, like out of contract, how much do you weigh there? How much do you weigh there with your arm broken? Yeah, about two sixty-five. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, how about on the right where you're all jacked and chiseled? Is that probably about? That's probably about two thirty. 
Wow. Okay. Oh, that's a, that's a good shadowing there, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, and probably yeah. you just worked out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, I like I, it was a it was a huge journey in terms of how I got there. Uh, a lot of like I tried all the diets. I tried uh, intermittent fasting. I tried uh, oh, what's that one where it's just fat? Um, keto. Keto. I tried everything, and then pretty much just realized if I just track my calories that uh, I lose weight pretty quickly. And what did you settle on for cal for consumption? Yeah, so actually, uh, Hunter brought this up when I I think I gave him a, a crappy answer. But when I was in that like a cut mode or like trying to lose weight, I think it was around three thousand calories or thirty two hundred calories. But that included at least like a good hour, two hours of like working out, um, maybe an hour of cardio, an hour of weight. So. Yeah, uh, like like I people like oh that's a lot of calories and like literally my weight was like just like shedding off of me so I can only imagine how many calories I was eating to gain weight. But hey, and did that seem when you were doing that when you're on three thousand or thirty two hundred calories are you still hungry? Oh yeah, like that's the thing. It's like I still try and keep that same diet now, although I'm not really trying to lose weight. But my brain will literally go into like overload mode and it will like I'll like go binge eat for like ten minutes and then I'll yeah. be like what the, what just happened. And then yeah. I just ha had like a thousand calories or something like that. Just because I swear that it just tells me, Hey, you're, you're, you're starving and go eat something. Hey, is, is that, um, I, I've heard this before is to, to look like this. Do you, do you think you just ha always have to be hungry? Like, like if I, like if I have rich froning on next time, like do I, I, I need to ask him. I don't know why I've never asked him. Like Rich Froning's a, a CrossFitter, by the way. Yeah, yeah, and, I, I know who Rich. Yeah, I, I okay. know who other like, big CrossFitters are. Okay, yeah. maybe I should just ask him. Like, hey, like, are you this picture where you're just ripped here? Are you hungry? Like, you're you have to be so, always hungry. So I did an experiment actually with that picture in particular. Uh -huh. That's probably the that's probably the leanest I've ever been, and uh, I did a, a one month of just a vegetarian diet. Uh huh. Just it, I was, like, and I was trying to do after rugby. I, I didn't really know what I was wanting to do. And I, I knew I was going to do like in the fire service, but there's always time to do extra stuff on the side. And I wanted to try and maybe grow like a, a YouTube stuff or whatever, whatnot. So I, I, anyways, I made a video of like, okay, I'm going to only eat vegetarian for the next month. And I ended up losing like, I think I lost like eight pounds. And I, yeah, I was, because I was very strict about it. Like, and like I had eggs and protein powder and stuff, but no, no meat. Um, and, and, did you yeah, eat, and did you eat any refined carbs during that? Like, uh, uh, chips or pastas or no, no. Like I was like, like crazy strict, like okay, recorded, okay. recorded everything. And, okay. uh, but, but I find like once your body gets over that initial, like shock of like, okay, what's going on? You, you almost like, it like accepts it and like realize, okay, this is the new norm. Uh, especially when I went to the intermittent fasting, like was, I literally went from like eating like tubs of ice cream to like trying to maintain my weight to like not eating at all from the moment I wake up till about until noon. And then uh -huh. I'll have my la last meal at 8 PM. And mm -hmm. then, and I obviously the first couple of weeks was like insane, but after, after you get used to it, like the body's okay, this is what's going on. So it comes a little bit more comfortable and you're like, although you are starving, it, you don't really, I don't know. It doesn't register as it, as it normally would have, but yeah, it's, when I when I do fasting and I play with it a lot, there's always a couple times during the day. They're very short windows, but but they're powerful, like five or ten minutes twice a day where I'm like. I, I, I catch myself like marching towards the fridge. Oh, yeah. It's like it's and like I'm it's like, weird. whoa, whoa, buddy. Are you sure you want to yeah. do this? And it's like it's like 
they're become and then once it's gone it's gone and yeah. it's small it doesn't persist but when those one or two times come up it's it's it can be nuts oh yeah it's like it's crazy it's like uh I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. You're an addict. You're justifying it. Oh, just, and that's just one is, handful yeah. of almonds. Just one handful of almonds. You're good. Yeah. And then, like, obviously, I, I try to research, like, tricks to trick the mind that you're not hungry. And, like, I know, like, a lot of water or flavored water or just to kind of give that, like, sweetness or, like, yeah. or cinnamon or cinnamon with, like, yeah. there's no, there's no uh, calories in that. But you, like, add it to certain things and make it almost as if you're eating something like, uh, like, sugary or whatnot. Right. So, yeah. Of so, course. it, yeah. A big old dose of caffeine will do it too, but that sucks because it's five o'clock at night and you're just like, well, I can't do that. Yeah. At that point, it's just like you're, just, you're in survival mode. You just, just yeah. don't yeah, get away from the caffeine, but yeah, just try and slam some water to make the f- stomach feel full. Yeah. Um, Jason, um, uh, what was the first um, erg? what was your what are your experiences with the erg first of all i guess before we go there let's entice some people you have you've done some crazy things on the erg what tell me about this uh sub six minutes on the ski row and bike that you did give me the details of that you were the yeah, first um, guy ever to do it yeah i think i'm actually the only person that's done it so far although oh, what's I, his name's brother didn't break it no well he had he has it on the row and the ski but he doesn't have it on the bike yet Wow, uh, that, that's that's James Hall. That's Eddie Hall's uh, older brother. He's wow. he's, a, he's a free. I, I think he can do it on the bike. I don't know what's like stopping him, but again, he uh, he's a freak and he he has multiple world records on both machines. So, or at least one record on the row and quite a few on the on the ski. But yeah, the first uh, erg I got involved with was was the rower, and it was like introduced me through rugby with our fitness. And uh, at first I hated it. And then it wasn't until I actually went down to New Zealand where they literally incorporated into like every like uh, cardio workout or whatnot. What year, and was I realized that? what year was that? That was about 2014. I wonder if that's CrossFit influence why they did that. I bet you it is. You know what? Well, yeah, a lot of the workouts they did were kind of like if you look at like some of the CrossFit workouts, they kind of like mesh quite a bit. Like, for example, the one workout I did was it would be that, it, that they always did was like a. 500 meter row and go run like 800 meters or like half a mile and then, do, and, and do like six sets of that. So wow. that was like the, yeah, that was like the one workout where I'm like, Oh, I actually like this, like good cardio and, and it was, and enjoyed it. Um, and then I actually realized I was actually pretty good at the rower at that point. Just, I don't know why, but it just, cause I, I guess longer limbs and, and whatnot and how, and I, I was quite strong at the time. So, and then it wasn't until after rugby, when I got on the, with the fire service, a guy at the fire hall, actually, we have like a, a one hour, half an hour, 45 minute, like time period during shift to like work out. And uh, he challenged me saying, hey, I bet you can't do a 1K under three minutes. And then uh, anyways, went, That's went, a went crazy for challenge. He must have known you were really fit. That's kind of a crazy thing to say to someone. Well, I, I, you, you know what? I think I like he saw me on the roller quite a bit. So, uh-huh. and, and yeah, and I guess he's just like, Hey, can you do that? Like you can do a one K under three. So I, I did could, it. Could he like, do it? Could he do it? No, no, oh, I, oh. no, I don't think, I don't think so. <laughs> just curious. <laughs> you, and you did it. He challenged you and you did it. I did it. And then uh, at that point it kind of got me curious of like, Oh, I wonder what a good time is. And that took me to the internet and found, and I ended up finding this like crazy online community that like evolves around all of these ergs. And, uh, I just started kind of getting into it, like looking up times, trying to beat it. 
And uh, at that point, I looked up like what the what the golden test is on the rower, and it was a two the two kilometer test. And uh, anyways, I kind of started training for it. I had no idea what I was doing when, when it came to training. Posted, I took a uh, video of it, posted on, uh, and I and anyways, I knew sub six was like the time to beat or like the time to try and get. Anyways, I did it. I actually did it at the fire hall, and uh, posted the video to YouTube. And then from there, I got quite a few people con- like reached out to me and be like, hey, like. Do you want to join my virtual team or do, do you want some tests or do you want some tips and tricks and stuff like that? So yeah, from there it kind of got crazy. Jason Marshall, uh, 2k YouTube. Actually, yeah, it would probably be, it would have been like uh, December of 2019, I think, or May, 2018, 2020. Uh, well, this might be, uh, this might be, I've posted quite a few. Right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, crazy, dude. And like, yeah. So like, my my form was crap. My I I had the resistance all the way up to like ten. That yeah, that one, that right there is my sub. That's my sub five fifty one. That's in my garage there. Yeah, your form looks amazing. That's that's the fastest two K I've, I've ever done. That that video. God, you pull that string easy. Hey, that's just a regular concept too. That's just like yeah, that's yeah, just, just a yeah, the model E or D, I think it's it is. Yeah, the one that like everyone uses. And, and when you pop on the scene, are people are in are people saying you're full of shit? Like when you post your times? Uh, I think at first, but I, again, usually what happens when you you come out of the woodwork and they're like, oh, look at this steroid user coming on, and so I got a lot of that. Which I like had mixed feelings about, like one being like, well, like screw you, you have no idea how much work I put into this, and and second be like, okay, well, I almost take it as a compliment, being thinking that, okay, well, I'm obviously choosing achieving things that not a lot of other people have and and whatnot. So, is your are your mom and dad big people? I mean, you're big. You got like, I mean, you're not Tony Robbins. You're not weird big, but you're big. You got a big old fucking head and big old shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got big shoulders. I I, I got big traps, but uh, traps. Oh yeah. Um, actually, I got I get the joke when I was playing rugby because I was literally my traps are like this big. They said I was uh, built like a fish, but because <laughs> I have no shoulders. Um, but yeah, my dad's a bit bigger. He's like he's five eleven ish. Yeah, almost six foot. I guess my mom, our own normal size. I guess for a woman like five seven five eight. But yeah, I'm I'm quite a bit taller than both of them, obviously, and. Uh, but they're again like good athletic genes, and I kind of just uh, inherited some good genes. So, um, six minutes, sub six minutes, a two k on the rower. What is yeah. it? What's what? And what is it on the bike? The bike, I uh, it's a it's a four thousand meter uh, test. So you you double the meters for the bike. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I only did it one time. I attempted it once because it was the last machine I had to do. And I got like a 558, I think, just like kind of barely uh, squeaked it under there. Um, and I, you I did it up... all, you do it all in one day? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. Actually, like the, the, the closest I've done is like a, I did the, the ski 2K. No, I did the row 2K. And like the next month, I did the ski 2K. Um, okay. Because the way I train, I try and train like all three of them together. I don't like, technically specifically focus on one for a couple months and then go to another one. Um, Cause I, I, I enjoy all three of them so, and I get bored if I just stick to one of them. So. And then what, what's the, what's the ski, the ski sub six minute. What are the metrics around that? Yeah. Just again, the same as a row at like 2000 meters, 
Uh, and yeah, just, that is the hard, the, by far the hardest one, in my opinion. Uh, the ski is a, a a different beast when it comes to like the uh, endurance and strength needed to kind of get the times down that low. Um, but it's it's by far my favorite machine. Uh, but yeah. the hardest, but your favorite. Yeah, oh, yeah. Weird, you're weird to say that, but yeah, it's, uh, it was something that I'm like, I definitely like. I'm probably one like the best at, or, like with out of all the three of them. So uh, yeah, I just I don't know. I love it. Uh, I'm gonna ask you a question that I have no idea what it means. I obviously have uh, have machines in my house, and I know I see the damper, but I have no idea what the damper actually does. Is that yeah, what he means? Like, Is that what this question means when he says oh, like, that dra drag, the drag factor? factor? Yeah. So the damper and drag factor, like. They go Are they the same thing? They go hand in hand. So the drag factor is you, you use it and you can find out your drag factor through the screen itself, but you adjust the damper to find out what your drag factor is. So um, I'll just answer the guy's question. So for the the ski, for the majority of my workouts will be between a 122 and a 125 drag factor. Uh, for the row, uh, I do a 135 for like every workout. And then for the uh, bike that's a 125 as well and what is it so for, before you tell me what the drag factor is what, what does the damper really do it adjusts the resistance the air resistance that's going into the machine so like air the higher, resistance so the the higher it goes the more resistance you'll have and then obviously the lower you go the, the less resistance you'll have um so why would again, you ever put it higher if you're going for times because changing the air resistance wouldn't make the metrics go up faster would it okay again you're i should know all this because like yeah I, but but i i i'm guess a little naive when it comes to these machines and tell how they exactly work um but a lot of the stronger guys out there can generate it's all about power output again i could be completely wrong but that's how i that's how i understand you're it, allowed so. to be wrong you're the best at it so you can be <laughs> say whatever you want go ahead so, so the the more resistance you have and the and if you are able to get again, I'm just going off on here, but if, I almost want someone from Concept Two to, to join in here and just say, "Hey, this is how it works." But I might have Greg's number. Should I call him? What's the guy's name? It's Greg something. Yes, yeah, uh, Greg uh, Hammond. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he'll know exactly what, what's going on and how. Can it works, he actually but... explain it though? That we to where we understand. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it is pretty like layman terms. It just I don't know why I can't explain it, but I can't. So like the more re resistance and like the harder you pull, the more power output it is. So that the, the lower your time. Is that really true? That's the part I'm not, I'm not buying. So someone here writes, it's like shifting gears on a bike. I don't think it is like, it, it, it kind of is though. So like, let, you know, how when you're, so that, you know, when you're on the lowest, <laughs> lowest, I love this conversation, you know, you're on the lowest gear of your bike. Yeah. And if you want to, if say, if you want to go 10 miles an hour, Mm -hmm. You have to like you're going like this. Yeah. But if you if you go if you put on the highest gear on your bike or the, yeah, and then and you want to go ten miles an hour, you can just you can get that speed by going like this. So it's almost yeah. the same as. The so rower. it does. 
Okay, so it does affect the output. If you so, if you're a 400 yeah. pound guy, do you just put it straight up to 10 every time? You, well, and that's the thing. A lot of these big guys do because they're like so strong that the drag factor, the damper, doesn't really affect them like a normal, like a I guess say a normal person does. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so it somehow does affect the metrics. It doesn't. It's not oh, like 100%. that rubber. Do you remember those exercise bikes from the 70s? And it's just a rubber stopper that pushes against the tire. It's not like that. No, 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 okay. no. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely a little bit different than that. So for me on the rower, I have my, like, I'll just talk in uh, damper settings. Like my dampers were on the middle area there. Like I, I was once up at the top because I had no idea what I was doing, but I put it down in the middle area which equates a 135 drag factor. And uh, for me to, to generate the same amount of power or the speed that it was once at the top, I have to, yeah. my, stro my stroke rate is a lot faster. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you think you found, what do you think you found on the rower when you go for a world record, what do you set the damper at? I, I don't have any world records on the rower, but, okay. yeah, my, but my damper is at 130, or drag factor is at 135. 130. So, but what's so your the, damper at? It, it's, it's like a five six. Okay. But but the important part that people need to realize that every machine is going to be a little bit different. So if you have a machine at home and mm -hmm. you're always working out on it and you're comfortable with the damper that it is, find out what your drag factor is because when you go to a machine at like say an event or a different gym, they're going to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. If you put and if you put the if you put the damper at the exact same spot, it's not going to be the same drag factor a lot of the time. So. That's why find out what your drag factor is, which you can find out through the menu options, and then use equate that to the, the or use that drag factor at the machine, a different machine when you're using it. Uh, th that's okay. So, so there's an equation. Kind of. Well, the, well, the thing is, like a lot of these, uh, like flywheels get like a lot of dust, dirt, oh, oh, and w which affects the, how it, it operates or it performs. So, um, yeah, that's why you want to find out what your drag factor is, and then when you go to another one. You can you can change it around a little bit where you'll still get the same uh, resistance. This isn't true, is it? Because because uh, Jason at two hundred pounds damper ten versus Sevon at ninety five pounds at damper ten will be a big difference. But if Sevon were to lower his to whatever he's comfortable with, he may be able to keep up with Jason. I won't be able to because the damper actually does affect power output. Well, the athlete affects the power output, but it, it, to, to what the output is, is you can control it with it's the relative damper there. to the damper. Okay. Yeah, but that being said, I, I don't really agree with that that comment only because, um, again, it's up to the the athlete. You, so if I if at level ten, I can still go really fast, but I get really fatigued quicker because it's almost like I'm trying to like lift four hundred pounds three times when if I lower it down it's like i'm lifting 300 pounds 10 times and it's almost a little bit right. different i don't know right yeah i'm going yeah. off on it i don't know if i'm really explaining it very well but no no it's 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 fine it's good i like it and ernie i'm not hating on you at all um it's uh, we got to be wrong a bunch of times to, to figure it out so we're, we're kind of weeding things out um uh heidi uh uh heidi oh thank you for the support heidi there's no way Sevon can keep up well thank you I appreciate <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> um how how long ago did you set those? Um, did you do those? And was there a time? Do, was there a time domain that you had to do them all? Is it like, hey, you have to do all three of those six minute um, feats within a year, or just in in a lifetime? Well, I, I I think if I look back on it, I think I did do it all within a one calendar year. But there's mm -hmm. no like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like you just can you can do it 
like I like no one's ever done it. Period. Like they like done right. row ski and then a bike two years later. It was like, but no, yeah, I did it. Uh, like the, again, the first time I did it on the row was maybe back in 2019, I think it was, or end of 2018. Can't remember. And then the ski, the first time I did it was, uh, I think it was 2020, it, uh, like February 2020. And then I did the bike. And then I did it again in 2021. And then the bike, I think I did it uh, like June 2021 as well. When I think of those, imp- uh, so I, I spent a lot of time just on the assault bike. Oh, I love the assault bike. W- when I think of those, but I, I just spend chill time on there. Like, like I, every day I, every day I do a uh, hundred calories in 10 minutes. Right. Just like, yeah. so I come off and I'm sweaty and I can start working out. Yeah. When I think of those machines, the rower and the skier um, and the bike, this, the C2 bike, um, that's what you did that on, by the way, that was the C, the C2 bike. You did the, uh, yeah. 4,000 meters and 558. Yeah. When you, well, let me start, I guess, start back here. When you do those, do you feel horrible for the next hour? Like, are uh, you like kind of like something doesn't feel right? Like, like uh, you ate but, some bad food or something and your brain's not right. <laughs> the first couple of times I did it on the, on the, on the rower, like mm-hmm. you're in like a world of pain. Uh, like, I think that again, that very first video I posted of it, like I'm on the ground for like 10 minutes afterwards, like your legs, it feels like your legs are like on fire and want to explode at the same time. Uh, the one on the, the bike, it hurt. And, but I, I did something to my back, like it, like, cause you're like near like that last like minute you're, 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 you're trying so hard to keep the, 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 the cadence up that you're, you're using muscles that you're you're almost like there, there's not much technique to the bike but you're if you're like you're gyrating getting every you're bit gyrating, of, you're, yeah, yeah you're my hit you're rotating you're pushing your hips down anyways i screwed my back up so i literally couldn't like i didn't go on the bike for like another two months like two months after that i did that um but i think it all depends on how well conditioned you are like now i i, I can't say i can do a sub six on the rower right now just because i haven't been using it very much but when I get up to that, or at least I know what I'm going to feel. So like, you can almost predict what, Hey, like it's going to suck, but, uh, like you, you'll get through it or whatnot. But yeah, that's you, the, the bike there. Yeah. You do not look like you're having fun. No, that's probably that. That's like the last minute or so, I think. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting there, but you're pretty, but you're, you're, you're pretty, uh, you're not getting wild. I'm wild enough. You can see I'm rocking in the hips there. Yeah, and that and that like messed my back up like royally. Like it's nothing good came of that. And it doesn't look like you're pedaling fast, which makes me think that thing's on whatever the I don't. Yeah, know so you, you like, yeah you can tell it, you, resistance. No, it isn't. So you can tell oh. on on that screen on the bottom left there. So yeah, that's like an that's an app called Erg Data, mm-hmm. and uh, it can you can tell my resistance was uh, 125, so it would be like. Um, like near the middle, like right in the middle there. Like it has a pace on that screen. It says 132 because that's literally right at the end there. I'm dying. But then in the top right of that screen, it says 125. That That is our, the drag factor. I want to see you get off this thing. I don't know. If God, I, uh... that floor has seen a lot of sweat, huh? Oh, yeah. It's nasty. So yeah, you don't feel do like – no, you don't feel – 
have you ever done mushrooms? Have you ever done any? And like, there's this, there's this entry period where you take the mushrooms, and then I'll, I mean, I haven't done them in years, but I just remember that there's like this 20 minute period where you're like, oh, what have I done to myself? Like, you just feel horrible. Like, you don't feel I don't like know that. If I, I don't know if I should uh, comment on that or okay, not. Okay, fine. Is is there? Is, it's, is a, it, it's, a, it's a different feeling. Yeah, it's a different feeling. It is. Yeah. And and um, is there a? How do you get yourself to? Like, like I can't do that. I can't, I can't just go in the garage and just, I, for some reason I have a psychological barrier. I guess it's called, uh, uh, being a pussy, but, um, I have that. I have a strong case of vagitosis. I can't just go in there and be like, Hey, I'm going to do 50 calories as hard as I can. Yeah, you know what? It's just that you get in that routine. Like I'll see anything that sucks is hard to start, but yeah, once you get into it. So like my routine before I had the twins um was i'd wake up around like 5 30 i'd stretch because i literally need to stretch to get like get moving in the day and then i come down to the my garage in the morning and put in like a good i don't know 30 minute 35 minute like of hard work and so by the time i'm done on all three on all three machines no i'd usually pick a machine in the morning but like i'd rotate throughout the week i'd try and rotate and 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 spend whatever amount of time on each one um and then i at, at the end of it i'm like okay well like i just did a really hard cardio workout and it's like it's only 6 15 in the morning so i've already kind of accomplished something it's kind of like you get that uh euphoria i don't know feeling of like hey like i've done something good here i like that feeling so i'm going to keep on doing that every morning to to achieve that same feeling you know what i mean so right yeah. yeah, I don't have a problem with that. I, I don't miss a day working out. I mean, I'll come home fucking from the restaurant 10 margaritas deep and it's 11 o'clock at night and I will work out. I'll go out there oh, and spit that. that shit out. I love that. But it's just going full tilt. There's like a, uh, like you have to, do you have to prepare yourself? Like, oh, like you just, <sighs> it's like you're having flashbacks, PTSD. Do you think, and also on top of that, do you think you've done, there's any damage you've done to yourself psychologically that like that? Damage might be too strong of a word, but you've altered your, interaction with the world because of some of the pain you put yourself in uh i wouldn't say so um how do i answer this question you've gone through some adaptation though that a vast majority of us have not gone through but i i try to accept that it's a good thing it's like hey i'm right, like right okay yeah, <laughs> I, i'm trying to put like a negative spin on, you're possessed yeah no well, <laughs> okay you know, okay like, give me the good yeah don't get me don't get me wrong like some yeah. people like a lot of people think i'm a weirdo like yeah like and like i i mean you have to be I, no I, one's I doing weird. great shit yeah. who's not a weirdo no one no no normal people are doing great shit no none yeah Zero. well it, but but you have to accept the fact that you're not normal <laughs> as well it's like okay like why am i doing this like why am i so like involved or uh like this is all i think about like there literally was a moment where like i all i thought about were these machines and like I'm like, okay i need to like chill out here like this is weird but um again that was like kind of like right in the like at the peak of my performance or whatnot and i don't know you get like addicted to it i guess i have no idea it's like an addiction like you just can't stop thinking about it, even if you want to stop thinking about it and uh but the thing is my poor wife like she uh there, there's a story where my because my parents have a uh, like a summer place like a little shack like on the water up on near one of those islands that you were talking about earlier and uh like i'm like so addicted on the rower right now uh, at the time and i was trying to figure out how i could fit the rower in my mazda 3 and fit her at the same time and <laughs> I, I literally told her i'm like look you might have to go with my parents separately because i need to bring my rower with me and she's like 
oh, looked at like wor worst death there I've ever received. But thankfully, I was able to figure out how we just fit, fit us both in there. But yeah, it was like that. That was the type of mentality I was in. Like I was just, like a lot of sacrifice and a lot of like weird behavior to achieve certain things. And I look back on it, I'll be like, yeah, that was weird. But I don't know. It's, Dude, all the great, all the great people uh, have that story, and the people who want to be with great people have to fucking accept it. Like I, I was hearing stories about Lil Wayne, and just like everywhere he went, he would set up his uh, his recorder and a microphone. Like the first thing, just like walk right into a hotel room and set it up and just start rapping, and a bottle of yeah. cough syrup. Like, like, like you know, it's like you, you yeah, better be obsessed. And, and then that's the thing. I think a lot of people don't know what it takes like i'm not trying to say i'm like on this other level no or whatnot but like uh a lot of people don't understand like what it takes to be great and like I, i'm still learning how what 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 i can do to be great at being a father or being at every other aspect of life um but yeah a lot of it's like sacrifice and a lot of it's like just putting yourself through a lot of uncomfortable situations and and just accepting like, Hey, this is part of the, the building process to achieve something that you, uh, you've set out for yourself. Um, Why do you call it sacrifice? Just, okay. Well, here's another story. Um, <clears throat> again, I, I see it as a sacrifice because well, other people would probably too. Like, so the winter Olympics were in Vancouver in 2010 and this is, uh, this is before the erg. So there's like, I'm at this point, I'm trying to, so I was a, I played quarterback when I played football. Wow. So again, about the same size I am now. A little bit smaller and uh like played i was playing rugby like on the side and once football is done actually i tried out for a cfl team and kind of got cut pretty quickly so i went okay i'm going to pursue rugby and uh the, the canadian coach was like hey look like your your skills aren't good enough to be the position you want to be but they're good enough to be this other position if you want to like put the work in to try and make this become a a prop which is literally like the the big lumbering dudes that run around on the field or whatnot so i didn't have the body for that but uh there's a, quite a few sacrifices i put into this. so one like i literally all i did was eat and work out for like three years to try and to which i did achieve this goal of being like this the starting tight head prop for canada and also like um are, there winning, are their olympic team pretty much yeah or like our not international team wow yeah, wow so, that's crazy and then uh, and then got a, a contract to play professionally in France, all within like a three-year period. Like I graduated in, in 20, 2008 from university and I played in the World Cup in 2011 and got a contract like the next month. So in 2010, the Winter Olympics were in, in Vancouver and, and the Canada was playing the gold medal match against the uh, US and uh, everyone's partying. Like, it, like it, during the game and, and on, we ended up waiting so after the game. And I remember like I was walking through the streets and I was walking to go to the gym because I like, I need to get my workout in for this day because in my mind, I'm like, if I don't, if I don't get this workout in, I'm not going to, I'm doing myself a dis, uh, disservice and I'm not going to yeah. achieve my goal or whatnot. So yeah. that type of things, like I missed out on one, like people were saying it was the best night of their life of partying and, and stuff. And like, I'm, I'm, I'm there at the gym working out. So, right. You know. But, but did you see it as sacrifice? I guess is my question. No, not, not at the time. No. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. I just thought this people, is what, like this is what I need to do. People will say that about their. I I'm, I get um uh, uh triggered by it. Uh, or sacrifice. People will say that like about their kids. Oh, I've sacrificed so much for my kids. I'm like, fuck you. Like, like this is it, man. This is my life. Like, there is no like. I I don't know. I think let me I'm, let me look up the word sacrifice. No, I, I, I feel I, like I, there's I, a I, negative I, connotation with it. Like um, 
like I had to give something up. It's like, dude, I like uh, an act of slaughtering an animal <laughs> or person <laughs> surrendering a possession as of an offering to God. Oh, okay, I like that. I'm not a I'm not a big God guy, but I like to think of it as like I'm doing it for God. I'm doing I'm doing it for something like bigger than myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think a lot of people will say they're sacrificing with me. I'm just gonna say the kid thing is because they're they're unable to achieve their goals anymore. It's more focused on your kids now. Right. You know what I mean? Like I right. yeah, so like now it's it's not about you anymore. It's about it's about your family and your kids. So maybe that's where they think about the sacrifice. Like I, I don't see it that way, but I, I could see why some people could. Right, right. You, you yeah, and it and it definitely is like that. There's no um uh like yesterday I was at, I was with the kids all day and yesterday was one of those days that I didn't get to work out until eight 30 at night in the garage. And it's like a half-ass workout and I, I know it's shitty, but at least I'm doing it. But yeah. you gave your day to your kids. Mm-hmm. You, you don't get to do, you don't get to do what you want, but it's, but it's awesome. But, but it's fantastic. Um, did you ever make it to the Olympics? No. Well, uh, with a uh, rugby 15s, it's not Olympic sports. It's like, a. They have their own World Cup, but uh, rugby sevens uh, has become an Olympic sport. But yeah, no, I wasn't on that team. Is is rugby fifteens? Are those different levels of competitiveness? It's just a different style of the game. Oh, so like yeah, rugby rugby fifteens is uh, or union rugby union is uh, there's fifteen guys on each team, so thirty guys on the field playing and smashing in and whatever, and, and and but sevens is seven guys on each side. And it's more of a fast-paced, like skill-based uh, version of rugby. More is there one that's play. significantly more popular? Is there one that's like on the world stage, like the one they play and, in well, Australia? I, I, well, rugby, rugby, yeah, rugby union would be more popular. Um, although rugby, yeah, rugby union more popular. But rugby seven is it's probably more more fun to watch. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you were quarterback on a, on a um, American football team. Are you? Are you? Were you a good leader? Uh some would say yes, some would say no. I, I'm more like lead by example, not by through words or speeches and stuff. So uh I don't know. I think I'm I'm pretty fair with like You were gonna be the hardest working dude on the team. Well that's the thing, like that's like my mentality is like I'll uh again, I'm I was never the best athlete growing up, but like I always felt like I was the hardest worker. And that's what I was able to kind of achieve certain things. And uh, some people, like, again, I like I remember going to, going to school with certain individuals who were, like, literally way better athletes than I was in all sports. And uh, But they just never applied themselves to, like, make it to the next level. And uh, I don't know what it was for me or what the switch was in terms of, like, hey, this is what I need to do to, you know, be good at football or be good at rugby. But... Um, I kind of like learned at a pretty young age, like, Hey, the harder you work, the more you'll get out of it. I was, I was watching your, uh, another podcast you did another interview you did, and you were talking about injuries. And, um, when I was, I, I guess when I was 30, I'm 51 now, when I was 37, I guess was the first time in my life where I had to actually start warming up. I had to be sweating before I could work out. And then, um, somewhere around 45, I started having some like injuries that were so bad that I was having to crawl to the shower. Oh, I had to pee in the shower cause I couldn't get out of bed. So I would slither to the floor and I would crawl and I would just, I would lay pee laying down in the shower. And after a few of those incidents and I had a child at the time and after a few of those incidents, I was like, all right, I guess, I guess I'm just going to stop doing, you, you know, deadlifting over 150 pounds. I'm going to stop doing explosive movement. I was just going to pull everything back, take all the CrossFit workouts, use the women's weight and cut it in half. 
like literally, right? And then and not use time domains anymore. Basically, bastardize what is CrossFit. You have three kids, and you perform at on these three machines that everyone who knows anything about fitness knows that they're the fucking death machines. They're the worst. They're horrible, dude. Um, and yet you're also coming up with age and injury. Is is there? Are, do you have a plan? What, like, are you feeling around in the dark? Are you going to pivot? Are you going to surrender? Are you? Wh- wh- where are you? How, how old are well, you? The, you're 39? I'm 30, 38, turning 39 in a couple months. Yeah. But uh, what do you do? I mean, yeah. you're performing at a crazy high level. Yeah. So, like, I've been dealing with injuries, like, pretty much through my entire 30, like, since, like, I turned 30 until now, obviously. Um, like, I have a... Uh, with from that's one of the reasons why I stopped playing rugby because I have a herniated disc in my back and my neck, and uh, I got like this when I was I think I was like yeah thirty one years old and I had like the craziest sciatica and mm. my lower back and my right leg went numb for like a month I couldn't did feel you, my right. Did leg. you have to pee in the shower too? Like I'm talking about? Like are you... I, I, no, I I know I know that feeling. I, yeah, I, I'm not yeah. there yet. But, okay. Um, uh, like I could, I, I, I've never understood back pain before I had it. And I'm like, how could it be that bad? It is literally the most de- debilitating thing. And I'm sure, right. you know, like it, like you, you literally can't do anything with and like this craziest pain. Yeah. So, um, anyways, I've been dealing with it for quite a long time. I've kind of learned how to like manage it. Uh, like, well, although that being said, I, I have gotten like cortisone shots in my spine before to help with like the inflammation and whatnot. Um, so anyways, like, and also losing weight too. Like a lot, when I lost all that weight, a lot of that, those issues like, uh, decreased or went away. Uh, but it hasn't been, so I've been pretty, again, with these ergs, it's very low impact. It's not like running where you're like, you're jarring your knees or your lower back or whatnot. Uh, but, and with these or Olympic lifting, yeah, yeah, Olympic lifting. I I realized like, uh, like quite shortly after stopped playing rugby, I'm like, yeah, I need to like chill out on these like i'm no longer doing any power cleans or 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 whatever any explosive movements where i could i could put my back in at risk of like re-aggravating it um so yeah like over the last i don't know say five years where i've really taken like these ergs seriously or like uh, this is kind of like my thing like i don't do deadlifts anymore i barely squat over like i'll maximum i'll do on the squat would be like a 300 pound squat but even then now i'm now i'm only doing front squats and maybe i'll go like 250 uh like bench press i've pretty much stopped doing no, no more than like 225 oh why bench yeah. bench is like so ch- chill for me why bench because your neck well no well the, the bench because with a ski the, mm-hmm. the you're you're, con- you're constantly like like working your like pecs and your arms and like so like the ski itself was kind of like made my pecs like quite tight mm. and uh like again i have again no problem with the bench usually but since using a ski I've, I've i've like tweaked my pec quite a few times wow um yeah so again it's probably just because you're squeezing them together it's like a latin pec tightening as you go well, yeah yeah kind of i it's hard to, hard to explain but you're like building up this whole area of muscle like your lats your shoulders your pecs your triceps um so anyways again probably just a lack of uh of warming up and stretching um but yeah the bench i i've had to like decrease in terms of like the weight and putting out and whatnot so i've been like on this maintenance weight program for like the last like five years again like when i say maintenance is more of like a slow decrease of like how much i can lift but I've kind of just accepted that. Hey, look, like this is just how it goes. Like, I don't want to, like, like you're saying with kids and stuff. Like, you don't want to deal with like these 
debilitating back injuries where you can't pick your kids up or you can't like walk to the couch or um, I've, I've recently been fine. I've, I've had a lot more back issues. I think it's because I've been doing a lot of sitting with the twins, like breast or not breastfeeding, but like bottle feeding and, and rocking them on their chairs and whatnot. And I'm trying to do a lot more standing up. So like, in, cause like when I wake up in the morning, I'm literally in, in like excruciating pain these days. So. Yeah. So warm. you wake up probably the same as me. Like I get up every morning. Cause like my back just can't take anymore. I'm like, Oh, time to get up. It, like this oh, thing yeah. has to start to be warmed up. This thing has to be warmed up. Yeah, and like, and walking, I like literally walking to the 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 bathroom or walking to anywhere, and I'm like, kind of like have to like, I'm at like a kind of a slight. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like you, be, you already hip. put your hand on the wall to take a piss, like an old man. Oh yeah, I, I've done that quite a few times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah it's, God, misery. Or or, or 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 just sit down on the toilet and for a pee, like that's right. Yeah. Damn, yeah, back back pain's no no joke. Uh, Magnus Holmgren, uh, twenty dollars from Mexico. Well, thank you. You're 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 a good dude. So so going back, I want to press you a little bit more on this. Will you continue? Do you have any goals set for Erg goals, like to, to competitions or world records or anything personal goals that you're still going for? So like last uh, February was a world indoor rowing championship. And at that point, we I knew we were having twins, and at that, so I'm like, hey, I kind of asked my wife, I'm like, hey, look, can I go to this? It's actually in Toronto and in in, uh, in Ontario there, and she's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, because I in my my mind, I'm like, okay, this is the last one I'm going to do where I can be as competitive as I can be, uh, just due to timing and whatnot. So that was kind of it in my in my pain of like my peak athletic ability, uh, and then going forward, how did you do? How did you do? Uh, I, well, I entered this competition. It's called the Versa Challenge, where it was like uh, it was supposed to be. How many workouts was it? it was supposed to be like I think six workouts that weren't your normal type of rowing workouts. So they're kind of like like made up workouts that you we found out what we're going to do the day of. Okay, I, I ended up, I ended up coming second. I I, I lost out to uh, um, this this Finnish rower who's yeah, a freak too. So um, and anyways, it's, it's, like, it's a concept two event. It. It's a concept two event. Yeah, pretty much. Well, it's a world rowing event, but they use Concept Two rowers as their machine of of choice. Okay. Yeah. So that was again like in Toronto. It was a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. Um, again, meeting a lot of people you 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 meet online that you don't often could normally see in uh, in person. So that was that was cool. Uh, but yeah, moving forward though, like I I'm I'm well aware of my age and where what my body feels like. Again, I I, I use these things daily still, but I'm I'm not really trying to uh set any like world records but when i turn 40 in i guess 14 months there are like age grade world records i think i'll uh i'm hoping that i'm still in a good enough shape where i can try and get a couple on the on the on the ski machine here so that's, that's the plan hey does does the do any of these transfer to other sports like um your uh, I don't know if there is a, a, a world bike riding uh, climbing championships, but let's say I'm guessing there's something where there's like, Hey, this is the Hill. And there's, these are the times for the it's 800 meter rides or mile rides. Like, have, do you do any stuff like that or for rowing? Like, could you do, did you, your rowing skills transfer to being on a world-class rowing uh, team? Uh, I don't think so. No, like, no, like, uh, so I've had quite a few people be like, Oh, you should try this. or you should try that. I'm like, man, I am, 35 years old i work out my in my garage and i'm happy with that i don't want to go like i just i just know what it takes to be good at 
a sport and I just know how much time that's going to be. And I just, and I just realized I don't have that time. So mm. I, uh, I, I enjoy my hobby of going into my basement, like for an hour a day and, 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 and like, and keep it at that. And, and, and your day job is you're, you're a fight, what we call, I think in the United States, a fire marshal. Yeah. So like I, I, I got hired as a firefighter um, and I did that for two and a half years. And then within our department, uh, I, a fire marshal uh, uh, position presented itself. And I decided to go for that just uh, with the hours worked out a lot better with our, our family life. So yeah, that's what I've been doing for the last four years. And, and what is that? Like, you'll get a call that there's like, or someone will be like, Hey, we want to have a thousand people in this room. And you'll be like, okay. And you'll be like, okay, you, you need to, to put more doors or. Uh, kind of. Yeah. So like what I like, my job is quite uh, encompassing. It has a lot of uh, roles uh, for one. I'll do a lot of like uh, if your business, like we do annual and in, in business inspections to make sure that you're like fire code compliant. Um, if there's a fire, I'll go investigate it to try and determine the cause and origin of like why the fire started. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So like, that's probably the most interesting part of our job because it's like, uh, um, we, we don't take, we're not as, I want to say serious as, as a, uh, as a state when it comes to this, but we don't have the power to arrest anybody. We will let, if we do find it suspicious, we'll, uh, like pass it on to like, we call the RCMP, like our, our police and they will, uh, and we'll work with them to try and like convict somebody, but they're the ones who do the arresting and charging. Um, and then also like if, if, if someone's going to build like a new tower, I'll, I'll like review the plans and make sure that like, Hey, look, this is, this meets the expectations of the fire department. So yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's good. I, I, I like the job. It's challenging. So yeah, it's good. Is there always shit to do? There's always shit to do. Yeah. There's uh like, again, like I was saying, like when it comes to inspections, like we have the city I live in, there's like, I don't know, 3000 inspections that need to be done within every year. So we have like inspectors that do it, but then I will like help out with them as well. If, if need be. Yeah. It, it reminds me, um, uh, I can't remember. We had some housing crisis here in the United States and there were like so many foreclosures that people were like, well, they're not going to get to my foreclosure for three years. So I don't have to pay shit. So I was just thinking, yeah, if you, have, if you, there, there must be people who like get pushed off until the next year, like a business that hasn't been checked in three years because the list is so long. Yeah, yeah. Actually, vacant houses are a huge problem up here. Well, I would say up here just because, uh, but in general, just because that's where a lot of like homeless will end up like gathering and, and usually all the utilities have been uh, shut off. So then they'll create like a fire in the house to keep yeah. warm and then ends up burning the house down. So those are uh, something I, would, I have to deal with in terms of making sure like they're secure and stuff like that. Squatters. Yeah, squatters. Yeah. How did um uh did did Canada ever this country? I don't think has recovered from uh the two years of giving people money and not making them work. Like like we're we're fucking and it, it's a our our major metropolises have turned into just basically drug addict camps. Is that is do you get that? But I don't follow too much what's going on in Canada. Yeah, like we're well, we're like your smaller brother. So whatever you guys do it happens to us as well. Um, so like, Toronto's a mess. So Toronto's a mess. Possibly, like I don't yeah. like again. I don't. I don't know what the homelessness situation's like or like the drug use, but like, I know that people are like really hurting up here with regards to like the interest rate hikes. So oh, like when, oh. when, when the government was giving out all this free money, like our, our interest rates went like to zero. Yeah. And so everyone, everyone's like, okay, I'm buying a house now thinking that it's going to stay like this forever. So yeah. the, the house, the house prices went like sky high and people are still buying. And now that they've jacked up the interest rates to like these historical increases like levels right now people are like hey i can't afford this and like so 
I think in the next year or two, again, I don't want to get too much into economics. I'm not an expert at all, but I think there's going to be some, uh, some, yeah, it's going to be hurting. People will be hurting for sure. When do you guys vote for a new president? When, when does that, when do you guys get, is, when do you, you guys get yeah, the pro- to boot Trudeau? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping sooner than later, but um, the, we don't work like you guys do where it's every four years. Like, I think that the way our government works again, I don't really even know, but um, he, like they can, he called an election actually during COVID. Oh, he gets to call it. That's right. I think, That's I, right. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, yeah. yeah. Again, I don't know what the actual time frame is, but, but the thing up in Canada though, you can literally be prime minister forever. Like it's like, there's no, like there's no eight year maximum like you guys have. Yeah. So, um, but I think the way things are going for him at the moment, I don't think he'll be, if the, if the, an election does come up soon, uh, I don't think he'll be hanging around too much longer. Have you seen the video of this dude? Um, I think he's one of your guys. He's being interviewed and he's eating an apple. No. Have you seen that guy? No. Oh, what's the guy's name? He's such a stud. It's so classic. But I was gonna ask what you if you thought <laughs> I was gonna ask you if you thought that video was real or not. All these people were telling me it was staged. It's a reporter who's asking him a bunch of questions and the questions don't make sense. And he's a politician, he's gonna run against Trudeau, but he's just sitting there eating an apple, just kind of slapping the reporter around. What's the guy's name? Do you know? God, I wish I could remember. I want to make a deal fr- with you if you get rid of your. Would say it. What's his name? Is it is it a French name? I don't know. What the guy's yeah, name I think it is a French name. He's cool uh, looking. What? He's got his hair all combed to the side and shit, and he's and just. Does he, have a, gla- gla- does he wear glasses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like I think that's like his main competition. I I don't know what the guy's name is. I oh, guess Pierre, Pierre, this stuff. guy. They're saying his name's Pierre Polivare. Yeah, that's the guy. He's actually I enjoy him just because he's pretty like. Uh, oh, I uh, loved him. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's I don't know, he, again. I'm not much into politics, but yeah, uh, I I do see I do see him quite a bit in terms of like he's quite uh, outspoken when it comes to Trudeau and and like the government that we have in place right now. If you get if you pro- we should make a deal, me and you. You get rid of your guy, we'll get rid of our guy. Like, <laughs> well, a, who do you want? Who do you want to go I, in? I don't care. Yeah, I think you guys have to have an age limit. That's your, your problem. Yeah, there. I, I, I don't care. And anyone who will close our border and uh, not close our country down ever again. Yeah, that was uh, again. We were in some crazy times then, but I'm I'm hoping that you look back on it and be like, we screwed up big time. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, hey, dude, I'll, uh, I put you in my Google alerts. I'll be watching to see. Uh, I, I know that someone of your caliber will not be able to sit still. And uh, you are going to have to express yourself. Oh, that's what I wanted to ask you. Speaking about expressing yourself, what is this? What is it? You know what I'm going to pull up? I don't know. Probably. You know, there's some there's some ghosts in the Internet these days. So I have no idea. Uh, tell, tell me about this thing. What is this? Oh, okay. So longer story, but I'll try and keep it short. No, so. no. Keep it long. I got all the time in the world. You go ahead. Okay. So so what, I was over in France. It was like uh, – so I, I signed with a team and it's called Oriac France. I played there for two, uh, a season and a half. And then I, I signed with this team called uh, La Rochelle or in, in the city of La Rochelle. Uh, Stade, Stade Rochelle, they're called. But anyways. Rochelle. I dated a girl in the sixth grade named Rochelle Richie. Fuck. If you ever go to France, go to um, La Rochelle. It's like one of the more beautiful cities they have there. It's on the West Coast okay. near, Bord- near Bordeaux. Beautiful, beautiful spot. But anyways, kind of a depressing story, actually. Um. Anyways, went there with a, with big hopes of you know, hey, this is gonna be my forever club. I'm gonna be here forever. And needless to say, within like a week or two, I realized the coach hated me, and I anyway, anyways, had like did not do well. Uh, stopped stopped uh, 
uh, stopped playing. He stopped playing me. So I kind of went through like this thing of depression. And anyways, my outlet was like art. So that, that's how, yeah, that's my wife and I, we uh, started doing this. So anyways, I found this artist who does use cards and he paints things on the cards and then separates them and makes these like big murals or whatnot. So I kind of took the idea and started doing it myself. And yeah, anyways, actually you can see that picture where I'm coming out of the, above the pumpkin there. Yeah. That, that's like the heaviest I, I was there. We're, uh, dude, you have no stuff. neck there. Yeah. No neck. I, yeah, I look yeah. like a fish. Oh, my kids wear those sliders at jujitsu tournaments. <laughs> those exact same ones. Amazon. We're on the same Amazon. Hey, dude, oh, there, where there, did you? There's Trudeau right there, actually, beside the pumpkin. So we, where? Uh, we went right there. That's him. I'm lifting him up there, right beside the pumpkin. No. Yeah, that's him. Oh, you got your thumb in his butt. That's what happened did, to him. That, that's what <laughs> 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 yeah, we were. When we're playing on the national team, we did like this, uh, like publicity, like game on the, they called like the game on the hill and yeah. all the politics, all the politicians came out and we ended up playing rugby with them. So yeah, he wanted like a photo, oh, the best story actually. So after, after this photo, he comes up to me and starts talking to me and like, again, I'm not into politics at all. So he's like, oh, ask me all these rugby questions, answer him, had a bit of a chat with them. And he's like, oh, hey, what's your name? I'm like, oh, it's uh, Jason Marshall. And I look at him like, what's your name? <laughs> oh awesome oh, he looked at me with complete disgust like literally wanted, and he literally didn't say any, you know he's like it's justin and i'm like oh and in my head i'm like oh justin trudeau and he literally turns around and walks away oh my god oh, oh shit oh, yeah he uh was not pumped with me at that point so oh wow so you like like he's a pompous douche like hey oh, like oh yeah he, he he's as pompous as, as he gets like he uh yeah not, not my favorite wow yeah he, bit of bit of an ego wow um is your is your wife canadian she is yeah she's actually from uh near toronto she's not from ontario that's where i met her actually okay so so you didn't pick her up in, in la rochelle and bring her back no 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 she um we met in toronto after a rugby game and uh oh yeah that's the, the betty boop that one i actually like copied what from the original artist and i actually gave that I, so i did it i made it in france i sent it home to my mom she still has it actually but yeah just hey, something some that passed the time when i was going through a tough time and yeah that's uh why did your coach hate you he like in, you know what i don't know but in in france the way again if you do, you know i'm going to try and explain to someone like with rugby in france it's all about like the the big brutes like just smashing and and just i don't know that's what your role there's, is and their style of play there that it's, it's their a style very play physical is, rugby it's very very physical where if you go down like new zealand or australia it's very skill based and they're very fast and and whatnot so anyways i like excel more in the the skill based game and when I went to France, like I had to like learn really quickly, like, okay, they appreciate the skills I have, but at the end of the day, they want me to do the job that I'm, I'm, I'm meant to do. So the, the, the position I was playing, like I was quite small, actually, although I looked big, I was quite small compared to most of the other people. Anyways, I was kind of struggling at my primary role, but doing well on the secondary stuff, but all he cared about was my primary. And he, I think he gave me like one or two chances and, I did didn't do his what his like, expectations were, and at that point, I was I was like dead to him. So, and he and he treated me as such. So it was a pretty tough time. 
and you had already signed a contract there, so you were stuck there. In yeah, I, 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 yeah, I signed a two-year deal there, and I within like three months, I told him that I was like I wanted out. Like I'm like I can't, and so I ended up having to be there for the whole year. But in the meantime, what he did, he uh, like pretty much the French community is pretty small when it comes to rugby. He so he phoned around to all the other coaches, being like, "This guy's a dud. Like, don't sign him." So I couldn't find another contract in France, and so that's when I went down to New Zealand for six months and played for a team down there and then did well. And then I ended up was able to get an, another contract in France. And so I went back. Shit. So he that. changed, he altered the course of your career. He, he, he did. He's, he's one of those guys where if you have like a list of people, like you'll always hate for the rest of your life, he's like at the top of it. So yeah, that's how, that's how I feel about him. A real douche nozzle. Hey, oh, yeah. um, uh, in, in that interview that I watched that you did, you guys were talking about, um, CTE is that what it's called? Oh, oh, like a concussion. Concussions. I didn't know there were concussions in rugby. I because oh, you guys don't play with helmets. I thought like basically you guys just avoided hitting each other's heads. Well, you, you try to because you realize that if you don't do or avoid hitting heads, but the things at the highest level, the, the the game is so quick that it's very difficult to try and avoid a head contact. Although you want to do so with your best, like to the best of your ability. Um, but yeah, but the thing is the game of rugby has actually quite has evolved quite a bit recently just because they are so against, they realize it's such an issue that, uh, like any type of head contact, you're pretty much kicked out of the game. Um, what so, makes, uh, is it, is it head to head contact or is it knee yeah, to head or, or? or, or sh- shoulder to head, arm to head, like head to head, like anything that involves like any type of dangerous play, like the referee will, a lot of times if you're playing at a high, higher level, they'll have like replay. So the replay like the whole like passage of the game and realize okay he had like malicious intent like um he meant to hit the guy in the head he's, he'll be out he's out where obviously there's accidental head contact where right. you'll be penal you'll be penalized for 10 minutes they call it a sin bin so it's like a 10 minute break oh but i then like you'll that be, yeah you'll be able to yeah it's been yeah so you'll be able to come back on after 10 minutes if it's like accidental and, and some does someone get uh are there head injuries every game I wouldn't say every game, but like it, like it's a very common. It's not uncommon. Yeah, it's not uncommon. Like I've had my fair share, and I've seen some really horrific ones as well. Like it's uh, it's just it's a part of a contact sport, right? Like you'll you can't really avoid it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it. I'm trying to think of out outside of the the combat sports. I'm trying to think of like a, a more risky sport because because your head's not covered i mean it's you got, well yeah not the thing like you, like at a young age they really emphasize like uh like good technique when it comes to tackling like with, with football you're like you're literally just launching your body in front of the guy like no matter what but uh right. with rugby it's, it's all about like trying to put your head to the side and and le- and, and aim behind him but with your and hit with your shoulder so um you learn that at a pretty young age how to do it properly are you still doing the artwork no, but uh, no time, no time, no time. I like there. Are, I do have projects on the go, but they they are on pause right now with the with the kiddos. But that that is something that like hopefully at, at a later stage in life I can get into just because I do enjoy it. Hey, uh, I'm 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 taking peeping at my notes, and I wanted to ask you a couple more questions. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, I have all I have all the time right now. Okay, you're awesome. Hey, you um I, I thought I heard the other day someone say about uh, um a max um deadlift if you do a max deadlift and it was some guy who could deadlift a thousand pounds or something i thought he said it takes his uh, cns central nervous system whatever the fuck that is two weeks to recover 
is it like that with um uh is the erg like that if you do something uh, a max effort is there um some really prolonged recovery time like to get really back up to 100 percent uh i would say normally yes but uh again depends on the train that you put in uh the way i like to train is like usually like high intensity for short periods of time where like when i was talking to hunter he was saying he puts in like four or five six hours a day in terms of like working out and that like i don't have the time to do that so i'm usually like a an hour a day but i'm making sure in that hour a day i'm like going like balls to the wall type of thing um so by training like that i feel that and and usually that balls the wall is like for a half an hour period of time so when i go do like a a 2k row or or whatnot a shorter interval or a shorter duration workout where it's max like i feel like my body is already kind of like hey this is normal like i can i can i can recover quickly from it won't take me uh, uh like a month to get recover or maybe maybe take me two or three days but uh, besides that like i feel like if the way i train it kind of like uh allows me to, to hit these maxes a lot more regularly or like at, like without much uh um i guess i don't know like healing or whatnot afterwards was it earlier in the interview you were talking about um a max effort you did where you were on the floor for 10 minutes i think it was the rower right and and you were saying your legs but so your muscular fatigue is your limiting factor not your cardiovascular not your ability to in, intake oxygen I think, I, I think my limiting factor is like my mental the mental state like the fact that you know that you're going to be going into this this like okay there's gonna be six minutes but it's gonna be six minutes of like well i would say it's, it's not all pain but like the last like three minutes you're like bearing down like that's the hardest part is like accepting the fact of what you're getting yourself into um and that's why i think with the training i do where it is like balls to the wall for half an hour it it, it, it kind of lets my brain shift into this like okay six minutes of pain but like i i know what it takes or what it's going to feel like or what how it's going to go and and how, I'm how does feel that the end. help I, I still don't get it how does that help knowing i would think that that makes it even worse that you know what you're getting yourself into do you think you could kill yourself uh me yeah like do you think like you <laughs> know you know like, not, like you you know like they, they'll get a, like you can you can put a dog and have him pull a sl you can run a dog to death yeah so like my problem you is, think that like you I, could like mentally get your head around like hey i'm gonna pull on this roller so hard that i just fucking die <laughs> I, I, I mean well, i'm kind of asking it serious you know like yeah no like i have like a, a bad case of ocd so yeah and one of the one of the things i love doing with these ergs because just because it's all data driven is like uh especially when I'm doing interval work is I'll try and make every interval the same, like the same time, the same strokes and, and, and do it for, and see how long I can do it for. And then that's usually, cause I have another Instagram account. It's called um, uh, next level or next N X T dot L L V L dot athlete. Um, it's, I think it's in the bio of my main page there, but uh, I found it. Yeah. So that's where I, I post all my erg screens. It's a very boring content. It's literally just erg screens. But if, if you look at them, a lot of them are just like this OCD, like everything's perfect. Actually, so that one on the top, yeah, that one right there. So that's like one of my, the, probably the best rowing, rower performance I've ever done. It's called a, it's a workout called golf, where it's one minute on, one minute off. And you do 18 rounds. And then whatever meter you get, is uh there's like a score sheet that you, you can use that like hey this is a like a par or a, a minus one minus two or whatnot so 
Anyways, I'm 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 kind of at a level where the score doesn't really matter because I'm like I'm I'm getting like albatross or like negative two every single time. But that one right there, where it's like I picked up I picked a pace of way too quick, but I'm okay. I'm just gonna go with it. And then at the end, I'm like, okay, that like I'm like my heart rate is like 190, which is way too high. I should not be. I I should probably quit, but I've I'm want this perfect screen so bad. I'm, I'm willing to put whatever pain or 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 whatever yeah like whatever it takes to get get it done so um that's so my to problem the, is, to the tenth of a second yeah with only so it was 18 rounds and 17 rounds were identical and one of the rounds was off by a tenth of a second no no it's actually so the very top is that it's a weird they call it concept two math where it doesn't really add up for whatever reason but all 18 rounds are actually exactly the same, but the overall or average time is off by a tenth. Oh shit! Yeah, but I don't know how that happened. But um, and that's a score sheet that uh, usually people will uh, will use there. How did you do that? Uh, you know, I, I don't know outer body experience. I guess I don't know. Like that 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 right there was right before uh, the world championship um, last year, or the, I guess earlier this year. So that was like I was at my peak fitness at that point and like i said that's the best that's that's one i've ever done have you ever looked at the people who follow you it's kind of like a who's who in the athletic world uh there's definitely some people that i'm like oh wow i was like crazy like people are tripping on you i went through the people who are following you it's fucking nuts like like a couple like um um, what's his name chandler Chandler smith he reached out to me yeah i actually really like that guy he uh We've had some chats over the ergs and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, he's a so like names like that. I'm like, man, how did you find out about me? Like, I, I watched you on uh, on the weekends, or I watch you on the Netflix series, or that when they uh, cover all that co- co- CrossFit uh, stuff there. So, um, do you do you um you think it's uh um I don't know what the right word is. You think it's important to have all three machines? Like, if you're if you want to be an, if you're an athlete, have no. all three? No. Which 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 I, ones do you think it's important to have? Well, like I started off with just the assault bike, and like mm-hmm. that's like my you could say my first love was the assault bike, mm-hmm. and then uh, I I feel like that like really like built the base for me to get to where I am now. Um, but again, I love the rower as well. I don't I don't use the rower nearly as much as I used to, just because like with my back uh, issues. Um, but now I like if if I had the choice, if I could pick three. It would be actually be the rower, the ski, and the assault bike, because um, I don't, I, I, I do, because I actually like the the assault bike for what you're saying when you just go on, go for like a like, go easy or whatnot. Like I love the assault bike for that. Just as to well. sweat, just to sweat, so you can just, like, yeah, yeah. Like again, I'll I'll probably do like thirty minutes on it, but like I can do it like just like, it, it, yeah. What will it. you do in thirty minutes? What will you do in thirty? Like we, if you're like listening to like an audio book, what would your thirty minute assault type uh, bike so, uh, so, calories be? Like again, OCD weirdness. Like I'll never try and go under 500 calories in 30 minutes. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, the the most I've ever done was 627. Holy so a, shit! Yeah. yeah, so that's the most I've done. Yeah, but anyways, that's like, but to me, 500 calories is like relatively like I'm like my my, my heart rate's probably in the 150s, maybe low 160s, and I like it's pretty chill. 500 so i have that same ocd thing but my thing is like hey just do 100 don't be a pussy in 10 minutes 
and yours is 30 minutes, 500. That's like kind of your baseline. Like, Hey, you need to get that in order to like to be able to look in the mirror today. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I got four ninety nine. Don't talk to me. Wow. Uh, Adam Blakesley, Sevon having a, a vagitosis flare up after hearing that. Yeah. Fucking nuts. I am not changing anything. That's nuts. Wow. That is, uh, oh, it, again, it, it, I, I, I've spent hours on this, like hours, like day, probably days worth of hours. Um, yeah. but it, again, I built up to there, like before, again, I, I think I brought, brought this up in Hunter's, uh, podcast was, um, the very first test that was given to me. Again, I was just, I had a trainer who said that if you can get seven miles under 16 minutes, like that's a good baseline on the, or like, that's a, like a, a high level um, achievement on the self bike. So when I first did it, like I was, wasn't even close, but again, over this like period of like, okay, that's all I'm going to focus on. I was able to like achieve that. And then I started adding time to it. And next thing you know, like I went to 20 minutes and okay, what's, what's good for 20 minutes. So 300 calories. And, and then anyway, just started like adding to it and then it got to the point where, okay, 530 minutes is kind of like, like my, like, okay, I'm, I'm happy with that on a, on a, on an off day or, or whatnot or on, or on my, on my chill day. So. I'm trying, I was trying to think like what my, like some of my, my best assault shit is. And I, I can't tell if I'm lying or not, but I know I've hit 137 a few times calories in 10 minutes, but that still wouldn't even get me up to 500. If I time. You, have to, you have to do, you have to do 166. You know, like 166. Yeah. I've definitely yeah. never done that in 10 minutes. God, that's, and so you're looking at that. Um, where are you at 10 minutes? Are you at 166 exactly? If you're, if you're no, like trying like, to take an easy day, or you like to be above, like get some in the bank, be like at 200. Well, I, I, I just know I need to be, so again, when you become so familiar with these machines, you know exactly what benchmarks yeah. you need to hit to get to something. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll probably be at like one, like I try and keep it like at a, like a, a 68 RPM. It's kind of yeah. like my, where I, I just try and keep it there. When, if I know I'm, if I'm going to be at uh, 68, I know I'm going to end up with like a five, 40 calorie total yeah so yeah that's kind of like just wow. keep it there. And, and so i keep it like at 58 better than 48 yeah well yeah exactly you ever ride the assault bike backwards i've been i've been the last year i've been riding it backwards like five minutes no. a day no no just chill i go super chill why do you do that i don't know same reason you the same reason I don't know shit about the damper. I just do it just to just chill, cool down, just because I feel like maybe some sort of symmetry, uh, balance. Oh yeah, I, I but I go too, really I think... light. I don't want to hurt my knee or do something stupid, but I do ride it backwards. Okay, I'll have to. I'll try it because we have one at work. Like I actually had one. I had one for years, but I ended up getting rid of it just to make room for everything else in here. But no, wait, does it like, like your favorite, and you got rid of it? Yeah, like, I mean, the, the only reason why is because so. Um, I needed, I wanted to try and get that sub six on the bike. So uh -huh. I needed, I, I needed the bike. So, yeah. uh, anyways, I got rid of it. It was, it was during COVID too. So like, I literally got more money for it than I ended up buying for it. So, uh, or I sold awesome. it for more money than I bought it for. And then, yeah. um, but now, well, I, 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 I won the, that rogue challenge that Enduro one and they sent me an echo bike Oh, and, and oh. I've always, I've, I've always wanted an echo bike, but Again, I don't have the room for it right now, so I ended up getting rid of it. But I'm, that's something that I'll probably, when I do have the room, I'm going to buy it, rebuy that back and uh, and use that instead of the uh, the normal salt. Um, uh, do, do you, I, I, the concept two bike, I can't get my head wrapped around buying, 
because I feel like shit, if I'm going to ride a bike, I might as well be using my arms too. And and that's the thing. That's why I like the assault. It's more of a full body. Right. Um, but again, my, my wife likes the bike. So that's why she likes oh. it more than the assault. But that's kind of what the other reason why I had to keep it or didn't go, I had to get rid of the assault. You let her on your bike? You let her on your equipment? Yeah, oh yeah. She goes, she, that, she only uses the, uh, the bike. She, that's what she likes. So I'm, I'm yeah. fine with that. You're a good dude. You don't tell her, hey, dude, this is a precision piece of machinery for setting world <laughs> records. Don't touch it. Well, well the thing is, um, you can calibrate it. So I, if, if I have to calibrate it, I just recalibrate it and we're, we're good to go. What about you ever seen anyone cheating on any of these like records or anything? Like I heard like you could take like a fan blade out of like an assault bike and like make it easier or some shit like that or turn the angles or some shit. Yeah. I think with these dampers, they, uh, if you cover like the, the hood or like the, where, where the fan is, I think that like gives you misreading. Yeah. There again, there are so many people who accuse people of cheating just because like their scores are insane. Uh, yeah. Either, either whether through uh, performance enhancing drugs or they alter the machine in some way. Um, I try and keep out of that just because, like, again, this is a hobby to me, and I try and like be as positive to the people who want to follow me or or interact with me, and I don't want right. to try and try and call somebody out because, like, people have called me out enough times where I'm like, hey, this is like, like it, it brings a negative, I don't know, attitude towards this community is supposed to be hey we're here to work out and have fun um so i try not to get involved with like accusing people of cheating but like if if someone can wants to cheat and they're uh, on something and then are able to look themselves in the mirror they have bigger problems you know what i mean so um you should be careful going on podcasts where um the host talks about uh boob size based on number of children and uh politics (laughs) you should that's all right you know what it keeps it interesting right you're going down a very slippery slope here you've opened a uh a door well brother uh great meeting you uh hunter was absolutely right you're you're a great dude and uh, a valuable uh resource to to people who want to get um strong and uh and use the ergs and supplement them for for all sports they're great for supplementing for all sports right i mean and 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 injuries so like uh if you have like a knee injury like the ski is a great machine to get into like i know a lot of people have done that where they've like done acl or whatnot they have to get some type of cardio in so ski's good for that uh the bike's good for our upper body injuries where you just or uh just using your legs right so yeah like they're they're good for rehab they're good for all sports like uh, i know fire departments actually use the ski to like um replicate like movements that they all use on the fire scene so yeah they're they're an amazing piece of equipment they're they're built you know that ford tough thing or what you would you'd say like they're uh yeah indestructible so yeah they're awesome they're well uh, they're, they're well worth the investment for sure uh c2 should send you out a couple new free ones or send you some money because i guarantee you this show will definitely sell them some with you on here <laughs> you know what well, <clears throat> I, i'm i'm more than happy to be a paying customer just because like they have given me so much right so yeah and they are they're a great company they have great support uh actually like i'm refurbishing my uh my ski just because it's uh, a little worse for wear at the moment like the, i need new strings and new uh elastics and whatnot and i remember i so i put an order in and i forgot to add something and i, I contacted them quickly i'm like hey can you add these things they're like oh don't worry we'll, we'll throw them in there for no, no cost or whatnot so like those are t- and that's the type of thing that, 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 like i don't think they even know who i am let alone like they just do that as like a, they're just a, a good company. They know right? who so. you are. They know who you are. <laughs> hey, that dude, Greg's like a student of the sport too. He's a cool he dude, is. but he and, knows, and, and he knows a lot of shit and a lot of people. 
Yeah, he, well, he's really uh, involved with the CrossFit community, is he not? Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like he's always at the CrossFit Games, and like he, he's the one that brings or like introduces the machines and stuff. So, yeah, he's uh, he's pretty switched on, and like pretty well respected amongst like the very. whole CrossFit community, right? So, yeah, the very. community as a whole. Yeah. So. All right, brother. Thank, <clears throat> thank you. Um, have a great day. Congratulations on the three boys. It's amazing. You're stoked, and. Uh, well, if you ever yeah, need I'm, happy, I'm, happy, I'm happy to see where you're at now with them and saying how good it is or like how rewarding it is. Dude, but, it's amazing. It's my whole life. It's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. All right, brother. Cool. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on and uh, yeah, it was a pleasure meeting you. Yep. Have a great day. You as well. Okay. Take care. Ciao. Jason Marshall. Erg Extraordinaire. I don't even know. I, I want a Stairmaster. I'm a Stairmaster. If I, I want a Stairmaster and then maybe a second TV in the garage <clears throat> so I can put one in front of the assault bike and one in front of the Stairmaster so I can watch um, fo football, football. <clears throat> Dude, I am so fucking excited about Friday. Dude, dude. Uh, that's a cool guy, right? Jason Marshall. He was easy as shit. He knows a bunch of stuff. I loved hearing the stories. I want to call Susan and ask him oh, what's going on with Tyson. If, if, how, if, how, if he's going to be on Friday's show. Dude, Friday's going to be crazy. Friday, we have the update show. And we got Bill Grundler back. So that's cool. I haven't got Taylor to commit yet. I don't think. Uh-oh, what is this? Oh, uh, no. Oh, the behind-the-scenes editors are asking for show notes. Oh, this is a good sign. Uh, that was a good chat. Uh, oh, nice meeting you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dude, you the man. You're so cool. Dude. Uh, what should I write to Jason? Dude. You are so cool. Thank you. Um. Uh, oh. Okay. So the editors for the behind the scenes. Um. Did you send an email with notes for the second show? Oh no, not yet. No. Uh. I am halfway, and I don't really have any. <clears throat> uh, maybe some close up shots in the event cap a re, uh, recap b-roll maybe some close up shots shots in the event cap b-roll Oh, Friday. Sorry, Jethro. Friday. Yeah, sorry. That's uh, thank you for asking. That's dumb when I talk and don't uh, contextualize. So in the beginning of the show, I was reading. I got a text message from Tyson saying he can't come on tomorrow because they have a game on Thursday. But and, and, and those of you, uh, there were a bunch of people who DM me and were telling me that. But then he said Friday he could come on. So that means he would come on Friday after the game on Thursday. And I'm just loving watching him so much. I'm, it's like so awesome watching him play. It's stressful as fuck. 
<clears throat> Stefan, have you heard of the No Hate Tour? It's a collaboration uh, between Marines and pro BMX riders. No. Oh, yeah. He didn't know. He asked Justin Trudeau, what's your name? That's so awesome. Uh, Sevy, is the Slack block worth the money? If you're going to use it, it's totally worth the money. I saw it like, um, and if you want to, um, if you're going to use it, it's totally worth the money. And if you're going to, uh, if, if you don't believe it too, or if like you want proof, um, after you get it, um, uh, take notes, like try to set goals for yourself and take notes and you'll be blown away at how fast you progress, um, on it. That guy, Jim Klopman came to, uh, the ranch with Travis, I don't know, a month ago and they, and they were fooling around with some shit. And then, um, afterwards he came over to my house and, uh, we fooled around with some shit and yeah, it's cool. So it's, it's, I love that. I love those things. My kids use them all the time. And here's the thing though, with me too, here's the thing with me too. So I, I say this with, with peace and love. I like new shit because I like to be motivated by it. I'm inspired by it. So if I get a new pair of shoes, I might start running more or like a, if I, I might not even want the salt runner, but when I get it, I'm going to do more. You know what I mean? Or, um, I have bar like new shit will inspire me to just do. And, and I just like being inspired to do stuff. Inspired might be not even the right word. Feel obligated because I spent money on something. So like, I, I, I'm not saying that the slack block isn't great, but when I got it, I like I used, even though he gave me one, like I used it all the time because I have it and I was inspired to use it and I wanted to work on my balance because I have it and I wanted to get better by it. And I, I accepted the challenge of it. <clears throat> um, Jedediah Nelson, you need to have Greg on. He's the rep for Supercross, motocross, MMA and CrossFit. Oh, Greg Hammond. I know I need to have him on. I thought he owned Concept too. He doesn't own the company. <coughs> I thought he owned it. I assumed he owned it. I've known him. Fuck, dude. I want to say I met Greg Hammond in 2008. And I've had the interactions with him have always been uh, 100, whatever that means. Sevy RB's post. What's RB's post? I don't know what that means. Go back and read RB's post. Hold on. Ow. It's crazy how I have a guest on the show and you guys all of a sudden start just accusing him of doing steroids. Hello? Caller? Hi? Hello? Shit. Hold on. I don't know what's going on. Uh, hold on. Uh, system settings, Bluetooth, disconnect. It's crazy that this thing always is like this. It makes my show a joke. Hello? Hello? Hi. Oh, a girl. Hey. Hold on. Hold on. It's a girl. You're never going to believe this. A girl called in. Hello? Hi. Go ahead. All right. So just a question that's been um, talked about in the CrossFit space. You're a girl, I, right? You're a girl, right? I, that okay. is correct. Okay. But we have been noticing that one, Noble's um, partnership or deal with CrossFit is ending this year, correct? I don't have any confirmation on that, but I would suspect I'm hearing that they basically are done, done like that company's folding. Right. That's what I heard. Cause they, they sold the business and this guy's like not into CrossFit is what I'm hearing. And then I, I didn't um, hear that. Do you know who bought it? Is it, is it like a person, a dude who bought it or is it a, um, 
I have no idea, but I just okay. heard that they're not CrossFit. And then watching the Rogue Invitational, I saw that the last five athletes in the last workout, all but one, Tia Claire Toomey, are tier athletes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tears, tears swooping up everybody. Tears swooping up everybody. Yeah. The 2024 tier CrossFit Games? <clears throat> I don't think so. Usually what's happening is I think that this is like, so like night, it's the same thing with Nike. Like they're going at, they're going after athletes and not, uh, events, okay. which, which I think is a huge mistake. Uh, I think basically what it is, is they don't know how to use events, but you can that use events and force the athletes to do things where you get what you need from the athletes without having to individually sponsor them. So I think they're just, I think they're just fucking up. Um, Right. If there's any time to swoop now, I feel like. If there's any time to what? To swoop in and steal the games from Noble. If Tier wanted it, they could have it. Right. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, but I don't know what their budget is because they literally have every fucking athlete, right? But it will be weird if they have every single fucking athlete and then all the athletes are out there wearing born primitive shit. And exactly. I, I, I haven't worn all of Tier shoes, <clears throat> but Tier shoes are uh, – the born primitive shoes are – for. For me, a thousand times better. The pair of tear shoes that they were kind enough to send me, I cannot wear. I cannot. My foot doesn't really? even fit in them. Oh, they're so fucking narrow. So they. I don't know how tear does not make. Tear does not make a shoe small enough for me. Like I would love to buy it and oh, try it, but they do not make. Yeah, they don't oh. make. They start at size six for women. Oh, that's interesting because I saw Born Primitive. Uh, I wanted to get a pair of size sevens for someone, and they 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 they, they start at size eight, which is what size I am. I'm an eight. It's fucked up. There's a lot of small CrossFit athletes. Yeah. Yeah. What did all you right, think? Well, that's did you watch, did you watch the show with Jason Marshall? Uh, no. Oh, all right. <laughs> that was the guy that was just on. You, did, you didn't see him? I mean, I saw like the tail end. I, yeah. I started tuning in when he said he biked at 500 calories. <laughs> yeah, in 30 minutes. Like, this guy's like that's his standard assault bike ride. This guy's crazy. Yeah, just his standard. What's your standard assault bike ride? Like, if you're just going to get on, just like, like nobody, just a warm up, what would be yours? Uh, well, I refuse to do that. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> I don't like doing it. But we had a workout earlier this week that was like a 50 calorie buy in, uh -huh. and it took me like almost five whole minutes. Yeah, that's what it would take <laughs> me to. Are you, are you an aspiring yeah. games athlete? Uh, I don't know yet. <laughs> oh, how old are you? 22 oh oh yeah you got time to figure it out i know i don't have my like woman strength yet that's the only thing yeah but you better stop fucking around now now's the time when you could do the drugs and then get off them when you're serious about it oh i should look into that there little butt go. pellets of testosterone yeah butt pellets <laughs> all right well i'll let you get back to <laughs> don't trust anyone who wants to give you butt pellets that's uh my advice Sounds kind of kinky. Yeah. All right. Thank All you. Right, Bye. Noble talk. <clears throat> or, no, I'm not sick. I don't know what's going on. Could be um, break dust. I don't know. Uh, um, RB, you should host a Bears live watch party. What I, What does that even mean? What would, Like, I would just sit here and be, like, looking at the screen, like, my big screen like this, and be like, oh, shit, no way. And people would just be we call, people calling in and sending links, and I'm watching it with people. <laughs> how would I – what would I – do I get to listen – I don't know how that works. Do I get to listen to their the commentators? I don't even know what that would look like. 
Okay. That guy's going to have three sons. He has three sons. He has twins. Oh, awesome. I wrote in this Tyson Bajan. Did you guys see Tyson Bajan's presser? It's very short this week. It was intense. You guys here, listen, you guys want to do something cool? Go over to this. Um, look at this. Uh, I'm going to put the, do links work if I post them in, in the. Um, go over. Can you guys click that and go over there and um, like leave a good comment about Tyson? Be like, Tyson's the man. Is that unethical to ask you guys to do that? <clears throat> Jeez Louise. It's his presser. That is unethical to do that? To ask you guys to do it? Well, I don't care. Fucking do it anyway. Go over there. Look at it. Let me see. Uh... Yeah, Tyson Bajan post-game press conference, Chicago Bears, 293 comments. Oh, look, I write Tyson's the man. We all see it. And then and then um, uh, it already has four replies. I hope he gets to start six more games. Yeah, me too. Oh, that's cool. All right. Yeah, cool. Yeah, this dude's a stud, man. T. Bajan. I wanted to ask him, too, like, if at some point um, <clears throat> do you start to get gun shy because you've thrown because of the interceptions he has thrown? Like, does it does does it compound and like make things worse or is he able just to push all that shit away? A bad game. Uh, Zach, uh, fuck, man, he's so well spoken. Yeah, he's great. It's unethical to skip the only real question for Jason. Oh, what was that? What was the real question for him? What I asked him what he puts his damper on. He said 5.6. I didn't even know there was a point. <clears throat> uh, Krista Parham. Uh, good to know I'm not the only 20-something-year-old girl watching. Yeah, but let me tell you, if you're a 20-something-year-old girl and you're watching the show, something's wrong with you. Something's wrong. You're not normal. Could be something's good with you too, but definitely you're not normal. You should be uh, at some sort of rally and being offended by something if you want to be normal. Not over here just fucking getting desensitized by fucking junior high talk. Vittorio, this is Tyson's third start in his career. No, I think it was his second. People need to calm down. It's a huge learning curve. Fuck that. He needs to be doing good. I ain't giving him a pass on that. He, no no learning curve. Go Tyson. He's good. He's great. <clears throat> oh. Um, can I call you back? Uh, I'm doing a podcast. I, uh, I'm podcasting. Oh, cool. Absolutely. I know I can. Oh. Hmm. 
Oh, what is this? Jeffrey Adler. Does he have a new video? It took me to my own live call-in show when I clicked the link to Jeffrey Adler's. Oh, here it is. A Jeffrey Adler training nutrition winning the two. Oh, what is this? Oh, shit. This is crazy. Oh, my God. There's this. Oh, no. Oh, no. A confession. I'm a girl, too. You're definitely not a girl. Uh. Oh no. Oh no. I don't want to complain, but but maybe critique is a better word. Let's go over to CrossFit.com's YouTube page. Jesus criminy. CrossFit YouTube. Oh no. Oh no. Okay, here we go. Brace yourself. Uh, CrossFit YouTube. Uh, Jeffrey Adler. This looks interesting. Jeffrey Adler training and nutrition, winning the CrossFit Games 400 views two hours ago. That's really, really, really bad. I tried to watch this video too. Kai Rainey, uh, who who I like. She was on the original uh, podcast for uh, um, the CrossFit podcast in 2018. Which is kind of funny because in this video it says we were first introduced to you in 2020, which is not true. You were introduced in 2018. But that's what you get when you have people working at CrossFit who have no fucking idea what's going on and have no institutional knowledge. Before, Hey, before you know it, they will get rid of so many people there that it'll only be, it'll be people will just only be able to relate to it as like F45 or there'll be no institutional knowledge there. This is an interview. I can't even believe this is real. Listen to listen to this voice here. Listen to this voice here. So we started doing zone because wait, hold on. that's what has over It's been a while now. So tell us why that nutrition regimen. We've heard that you follow the zone diet. Can you tell us why that nutrition regimen works for you and how long you've been following it? We know she's reading from something. Why does that matter, Sevon? Cuz it's f uh, thumbs up. Give that a thumbs up. Thank you. Because it's fucking weird. Uh, yeah, so. Because it makes it unauthentic. Jeff, oh, it's so Annie Sakamoto. We heard that you follow the zone diet. Can you tell us why it's the game season? This segment is brought to you by Wild Health. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. This today. segment is brought to you by. This segment is brought to you by. Wild Health. Hi, Jeff. I heard you do workouts CrossFit style and do zone eating. Can you tell us? Uh, hi. <laughs> the fuck? What the fuck is going on? We've heard that you follow the zone diet. 
Can you tell us why that nutrition regimen? People, you know, when people write, uh, like some, some guy wrote to me the other day, he said something and I go, yeah, your mom rides my nuts. And he wrote, he writes down in the comments, you can do better than that. Sevon show some respect. It's like, dude, this, but it's just totally misplaced. Like, what do you mean you can do better than that? A mom, how do you do better than a mom joke? But dude, CrossFit, you can do better than this. Works for you and how long you've been following it. Uh, yeah, so uh, hey, they probably all on in all honesty see this graphic up here that says Annie Sakamoto with the little microphone so that you know it's her asking the question. They probably had two fucking Zoom meetings to decide whether they want to put that in or not. And if I'm fucking presented, if I'm if this if I'm wild health and this is the best image you can give me, this blocky Atari 2600 footage of Dave and fucking. Uh, Jeffrey Adler, the fittest man on earth. I mean, this is how you do how you do anything is how you do everything, and this is bad. Been following me. Uh, yeah, dude. So, uh, how is his Zoom footage better than your fucking games footage? It's been a while now. So we started doing Zone in what 2000. You can benefit. Wait, I think I saw Annie. Um, um, sometimes the people. So it's I think one of the programs. Workout. I won't say programmer, but workout. That so listen, this is Annie interviewing Jeffrey Adler. They did not do this live. All of these podcast softwares, the ones she's using, Zoom and StreamYard, they have the ability to record to, to at the local computer a super high-res version that you can then later um, upload to whoever's going to do the edit. Meaning someone just – this is – this is just half-assed. This is someone who doesn't, never made anything doing this. This is like, there's no media director. There's no oversight. There's no Leif Edmondson. There's no Sevon Matosian. There's no, like, whoever did this, like, had no fucking idea what they were doing. Like, seriously, I could teach Avi to do this. This is so fucking crazy bad. Yeah, Annie's bit was pre-recorded. I know, which is like, how is it even bad then? Dan Guerrero, why do you have to be such a dick? It's come across over the last few weeks. Yeah, so I, I and there, this is good. I mean, this I'm is good. Now I'm we're late. back to some authentic uh, shit. I'm There's Annie being herself, and, and I like the B roll. I do it. I, I, they push me to be a little bit better, but so if I can put a little bit more time on something else, I, I'm weak at or what I think I'm. Something weird's going on, man. It's like this is this is what's going on. This is what's going on. So look at these videos that have just popped up all of a sudden. So they they didn't make any. Uh, not that you guys care, but this is this is my life. Uh, th they didn't make any videos forever. So all they had was like this stuff with like Ben Smith and Adrian Bosman talking about workouts for months and months and months. Nothing. They got nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing for months. And and why Dylan Francis does burpees on a private jet. People ripped on that. I thought that was actually kind of cool. I didn't think that was stupid. Oh, this is cool. The blind lady. Kim, we had her on the podcast. She was dope. But then all of a sudden, <clears throat> after not doing anything for months, they've kicked it, they've kicked it into gear a little bit. Uh they got um Oh, no, they didn't. Never mind. Fuck. Never mind. Fuck. Okay. Oh, look. Okay, they have something here from four days ago. 
but they've started some content here, CrossFit training, but none of this, I don't recognize any, the way and any of these editing styles or the way this is being made. Anything else, man? Oh, November 2nd. That's a day. Dale's. Yeah, this is, this is a trip. And that Kai Rainey one looks like it was made out of house. I wonder who's making these. If these are being, these aren't, I mean, they have no one there to make videos. So these must be being made out of house. They feel there's like this cheesy commercial feel to them. Weed and tobacco. Weed and tobacco. I like that one, actually. The small town strong one's good. Oh, that's the trailer for the documentary. L1 and 23 penny. You get so oh, okay. To achieve a certain okay, level. so. Okay, I see what's going on. So normally you'd go out and film with this lady, right? But but times are tight and the budget's tight. So you use a non-CrossFit uh, employee, um, the Lone Ranger, to do interviews on Zoom instead of going there and filming her and doing the interviews with real filmmakers. And then just use B-roll from old stuff. Okay, I get it. I get what's going on here. Wow. Wow, this is like re this is like flipping a house. They've taken old content and repurposed it, but with cheaper uh, materials. Meaning, instead of going and refilming with her in person, um, they do it Zoom. Wow, interesting. Okay, all right, man. <clears throat> <clears throat> Man, oh man. Put out some media, Sev Dog. I am right now. What are you talking about? I do every day. I just did that that interview with Jason Marshall will have a greater effect uh on the community than everything that they do on uh, than ten of their employees will have. That will inspire uh a hundred affiliate owners who watch the show to do some to do some erg workouts. Maybe buy an erg, maybe do an erg seminar at their gym. That'll inspire fucking a thousand people today who watch that video to do some erg work to fucking lower the rower down in their garage they haven't lowered in a month. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, Zach, uh, 49, would you still affiliate right now if you were opening a gym? Do you have any faith in the shit being righted? Also, tell Sousa to read his text. <sighs> <clears throat> I, I can't answer that in a bubble, but here's what happens, right? Uh, um, um, I'm 17 years old, and I fucking find CrossFit, right? And I'm so fucking stoked. And by the 19, I've decided to take my L1, and I can't believe how amazing it is. And by the time I'm 22, um, I'm ready to open a gym, and I affiliate. Yeah, I could totally see myself doing that. I mean, I could, like... Yeah, I could see the 22-year-old version of me doing that. The the current version of me, like at 51 years old, what I know now, fuck no. But I'm like a special person. Like I, I'm special in the sense relative to the ding dongs there. Like I can do everyone's job. I can do 99% of everyone's job at that at that at CrossFit HQ better than they can, and they all know that. Why the fuck would I fucking pay them an affiliate fee? There's no fucking way. 
I know more about the business than anyone there probably, except for maybe one person, two people. And I say that with peace and love and all fucking humility. Yeah, the L one's fucking amazing. Yeah. But if I'm some like fucking kid and I find CrossFit and just I'm fuck yeah, I'm affiliating. But not not someone like me. Dude, I went to Egypt and watched them extract a Jewish race, racer. I know shit. They have they have like horrible shit internally going on there. Like horrible, like stuff I can't tell you horrible. Cause, Cause I still, cause they're like, they're family members. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if I, it's like if I caught two cousins fucking, but I just wouldn't tell you, like, I know stuff like that. Just not, I'm just like, ugh. but, but they're my cousins and I love them. So it's like, what am I like? I'm not, you know what I mean? I don't really think that's bad if cousins fuck it. Anyway, that's probably a bad example. Do what you want. I ain't judging you. Cousin, cousins, especially if you're distant cousins. Zach, I'm 32 and right between both perspectives. Yeah, I mean, fuck, I love fucking CrossFit. Um, I love what it's done for me, my family, the methodology. I'm so happy that um, I'm friends with Dave. I'm, I'm friends with Don. I'm friends with Greg. I'm have I'm uh, there's a handful of employees there. I fucking really like more than a handful, dozens and dozens actually. Fucking love me some fucking Chuck and Todd Whitman and the, all the OGs and um. Uh, Jen, fuck, I could go on and on forever. Mike Giardina, does he still work there? Giardina, Nicole Carroll, Dave, all my homies, anyone who's left in the media department. There was a, a graphics dude there who was a stud. Um, Matt Bischel's cool, cool as shit. I see he still lives in my town. I see him. He was on the, the podcast with me. I assume he's still there. Oh, Audrey. Uh, fuck. I love me some Brian Friend cross, cross fit. Sit on my face fit. Dusty Highland. I love Dusty Highland. I don't think he's affiliated anymore. Uh, when can we open a Sevy affiliate? Savon, Savon, Tyrone, and Lamar affiliate. What a stupid son of a bitch. Uh, speaking of Tyson, earlier, I put a hundred dollars on him. That's a great profile photo. How come I never talk about your profile videos? Look at that. That's so much emotion. Speaking of Tyson earlier, I put $100 on him to score on that game two week ago and came back to find I made $1,400. No shit. Can you call in and tell me about that? I want to hear the, de the sneaky details. You, where, How did you do that? Like through an app or you call a, a, like, a, like a dude in your neighborhood? You called like Lamar? Oh, pimp fit. I would love to have a page. I would love to have a, um, I wonder, I wonder if we had a, I wonder if I did programming, if anyone would do my, my, my stupid programming. You need, you'd have to have an assault bike. Just wrote down what I did every single day. Somewhere. Sevy fit. Today, 
I watched uh, three old UFC fights while sitting on the assault bike. Then I went into the backyard and I put, pulled my knee sleeves up over my ankles when I did 10 rope climbs. I accidentally stepped in shit. Lamar isn't a bookie? What do you mean? What, what ethnicity is the bookie? A race. Is it Jew? Jew, dude? Mr. Berkowitz, I want to put 100 down on the white trash kid from West Virginia, Tyson Bajan. Please, Mr. Berkowitz. Yeah, him. The D2 kid that everyone's got their tongue up his ass. Yeah. Please, Mr. Berkowitz, 100 on the Tyson Bajan boy. Oh, Italian. Oh. So not a Berkowitz, not a Jew. This is Tony. You want to put a hundred on the Tyson kid? That's a good, that's a smart hundred. That's a smart hundred. Take your shoes off when you step on the carpet. Or just stand at the door and give, give Charlie a hundred. Uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble or something. Yeah, good money on the Tyson kid. He eats spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti. He eats uh, uh, spaghetti, Sp- uh, pischetti. He eats pischetti. Hi. Hey. hey. You there? Yeah. Could you turn my voice off? Oh. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. I was no, trying to walk in the other room. No, no oh, yeah. You were talking about that. that. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so I was on FanDuel. Um, Please take your Adderall before you call in. You're completely scattered. Please take your Adderall today. Thank you. <laughs> um, I got two kids under three around right now. Oh, shit. Awesome. Um, By the way, no, I, I, I love that fan- line when people say that, too. I love that. I got three under five. That Because <laughs> then you're like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, as a parent, you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're busy. One, yeah. one wants me to read a book right now, so I got like two minutes. Fuck reading. Um, yeah, so the odds were 1,400 to 1 or something like that. Plus 1,400. You can go on uh, the fan app. And I was I was watching. Uh, Wait, hold on a second. I want to hear the story. Hold on. Hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Don't, don't go anywhere. I know you got two kids. Sorry. Right. I, I got to fucking reset my Bluetooth. You're fucking popping. It's my fault. I'm such a douche. I want to hear this story. This is awesome. Okay, hello? Okay, okay, go ahead. So so you, you, give me the juicy details. So you're like, okay, I heard about this Tyson kid from the Savon podcast. I'm, I'm, I, have, I have a gambling problem. Do you have a gambling problem? <laughs> uh, no, not really. So I, I do I, – I like to bet one time a week, uh-huh. and I'll pick a player or pick a game. Uh-huh. Um, I like the Wolverines, but they have problems right now. So I was going with uh, – What, what state are the Wolverines? That's football also? Uh, Michigan. Okay. okay. Yeah, we're in Michigan. Oh, that's college. That's college. Um, yeah, correct. Okay. So I want I want pro. Um, and I was looking around and I, I watched him that first game he played, and I'm like, well, he's pretty pretty quick on his feet, and he's a rookie. So I, I'm kind of predicting or guessing that at some point he's gonna score somewhere. Um, so I went to bet early that night after putting that bet. I think it was plus fourteen hundred, put a hundred bucks on it. Why did and, you go uh, to bed early? Why did you go to bed early? Um, well, we were, I have an affiliate up here and I had to oh. be, be in the coach at five. Okay. 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 Yep. So three or four days later I go on there and I'm checking some of my, 
some of my numbers, if anything ever went through, and I just so happened to notice there was plus fourteen hundred in my account. Wow! So I was like, "Oh, where's that coming from?" Yeah. So I think it was a, It was the only one where it was seven to twenty-eight to seven, I think, and he scored the only the only touchdown in that game. So, so you put so uh, naturally you put a hundred down, and then it was like you got fourteen times back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was on FanDuel, Fan- um, an app you can put on your phone. Wow. Hey, does your wife know you have that app on your phone? No, no. Yeah, yeah. Hey, dude, I had a crypto app on my phone. That was <laughs> fucked. I spent like three thousand bucks in like three months, and and and, and I, I should look right now to see if I if I, like if I. And, and it was it's horrible. It's a um, it's yeah. called crypto crypto dot com. It says, "Do you want to allow crypto?" Let me, I'm gonna check. I haven't checked my um. I haven't checked how. how no, much I, I I'd lost probably. Uh, I can't even get into the. Account. I'd lose a few. Yeah, I'd lose a few privileges if she caught that one. Yeah. Okay. But no, hey, I'm up fourteen hundred. Let's just say that. Wow, that's awesome. Are you gonna yeah. bet, are you gonna bet on him again? Well, I did. Um, I did add to the Hiller bet. I think it's a plus. Oh man, it pays out um, eleven. So I put a hundred. Uh, correction earlier. I do have two bets in. Um, I put them on for. Wait, for you're the only supposed to do year. one a week. A you're only a, supposed to do one a week. <laughs> but this one, I if you don't get into this one, this is to win Rookie of the Year. Okay. If you don't get in on this one early, early enough, if the odds start to change, yeah, your profit goes way down. So. Killer posted that he put on that, so I put in for that one too. Damn, that so, one will pay out real good if he makes it. So he corrupted you. Your email address is confirmed. Please produce, proceed to verify your number. Tap anywhere to continue. Uh, verify. Oh, uh, verification. Oh, uh, four six three six thirty five. Four six three six thirty five. Four six three six three five. Uh, does your wife work at the affiliate too? Yeah, we, we actually own it. Oh, that's a oh look at yeah. yeah. So here it is. I I, I put in like three thousand dollars, like I don't know, two years ago, and and uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and now it says I have four hundred twenty-two dollars. Fuck that. Oh, yeah. Oh, you my, might want to delete that app. Yeah, my well, I should take my money, figure out how to get my money back out of there. <laughs> fucking, I'm an idiot. Hey, and that was because some dude at the fucking coffee shop's like, dude, you gotta invest. You gotta invest. I'm like I do. Right. He's like, yeah, download this app. I'm like, okay. Next thing you know, I'm voting for Donald Trump. Right. What the fuck is going on with me? I remember when I used to like like Obama. I would never have invested in crypto when I was a fucking Democrat. You've been too tight with your money. <sighs> all right. Yeah, but that's it. Agent all the way. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, please keep us posted on, on on your. Please keep calling in about your um uh, betting. I won't tell you. <laughs> Will do. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Shit. You can do better. Oh, I like that. That hurt. What a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> that's it. That one. The only. Wait. Destroy my life. No respect. I don't get no respect at all. You guys know who that is? Rodney Dangerfield? 
Dude, long term, Ken. Ken says, Seve, you have to stay in for a, for long term. You have to stay in for long term. So my wife tells me. A little bit longer, buddy. Or sell it and take the loss and you get to write off the loss on taxes. Oh. All right. How the fuck can you say bye-bye to this guy when he's telling us fucking a great gambling story? I have no respect for the people who say hang up. You and David go fuck yourselves. Flat build hat wearing motherfucker. Want to be gangster bitch. Yeah. No, I have to leave. Oh, oh, sorry. My bad. I, I take all that back then. God, I'm sorry. Shit. What a dick I am. I love you, Robbie. I, I, uh, please forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I have thrown a temper tantrum. Oh, yeah, that was cool, right, Hunter? That was crazy, right? Fuck, that was crazy. What a stud. You, you, you never do me wrong. You fucking hooked a brother up. Yeah, that was cool. He was a great dude. Man, what a savage. I'm so sorry, Robbie. That was completely... Now you know what my wife has to deal with. Just fucking fly off the handle like that. Just totally misunderstood what you said. My goodness. Hey, Hunter, how, how quick was he to say... Um, How quick was he to say... Uh, um, When I was like, yeah, so the world records you said on the rower. He's like, I haven't said any world records on the rower. I mean, just like, like he's just on the straight and narrow. That dude didn't get to do all the crazy banging you get to do either. Like, he found a hot chick and, like, stuck with her. Dude, think about that. You're a world champion and you've banged a lot of chicks. A lot of dudes have to can't do that. They got to get on, the like, the straight and narrow. I sent you a text, Hunter. Excuse me. Three hours and four minutes? What is going on? I wonder if the jiu-jitsu instructor, if the striking instructor is here. I have no plan. It rained today. So to be completely honest with you, I'm a little dreading. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do with the kids. I guess I can take them to go play out in the rain. I sent Hunter a link. To the show. He doesn't have to slum it and call in. Hello? Hi, babe. Hi. Hey, um, uh, is the is McKenna here? Yes. I just texted you. I'm I have to um leave soon. Oh. But if you need her, are you going go, are you going to the um uh free Palestine rally? How'd you know? Sorry, I didn't mean to. I, can... I didn't mean to. That I know that struck hard. <laughs> it's weird. I have these crazy physical reactions whenever I hear that stuff, even if it's a joke. Generations of persecution no! that like occurred. Wanna... Generations of persecution yeah. that have occurred in occurred in your. Uh, and those are your brethren. You channeling my ancestors. You were, you were separated uh, in the Bible, uh, Isaiah. That whole story with Isaiah. You and the um, Arabs are brothers and sisters, and you guys have been separated. And it's painful for both of you. I get it. Painful, painful, painful times to be separated. And, that, and now you're fighting with your siblings. 
Okay, enough of this heavy shit. I love you. Um, uh, I'll be in shortly. I'm doing God's okay. works. I'm doing God's works. Okay. Am I in a loop? All right. Bye. What? Bye. 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 You want to say hi to Hunter? Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Hey, what's up? Miss nice you. Nice to hear your voice. See you soon. Is there a loop going on? You prop. Maybe you have um. Uh, oh, a, a, that's a what's YouTube going on. I've got the YouTube going on also. How many pairs of glasses do you own? Well, dude, I'm blind in both eyes, so I need to wear glasses at all times. Have you, dude, how, how well did the Rogue Invitational go for you? And I was wrong. I was really wrong. I feel bad about the Laura Horvath thing. She beat Tia. I was wrong. Oh, what was your take on it? I thought Tia was just going to come back and smash because she just got it in, like, just basically beaten to her bones at this point. But maybe she's just got to get a little bit a grit back in, you know, you know, when like you like scrape your knee and then your dad comes over and rubs sand into the cut. No, I don't know. No, I don't know that. No, I don't know that. You had a soft dad then maybe she needed that. Maybe she needs someone to rub a little sand in her cut. And that's what's, that's what's going on right now. Oh, so you're saying metaphorically that Laura rubs sand in, um, Tia's cunt. Is that what you said? Did you use the word cunt? Cut. You're adding extra letters Cuts. in there to try to. Sorry, make, sorry, make sorry. Yes. No, I wasn't actually. I yeah. thought I actually heard that. I actually thought I heard that. I know my mom's at the gym. Wow, Cole out, Schwartz so coming in here asking if George is my new sugar daddy. Cole, Cole's upset because I've got this bitch and ass sponsorship with his company represents, and Cole basically gets sponsored by his dad, and um, he has to take beer cans out of trash cans and recycle them to keep his rent money. Do you know what kind of children you and Laura Horvat could make? She's a thick-bodied woman. I don't know. I don't know how I'd handle that so well. But I think we make beasts. Are you kidding me? I've seen some of your OnlyFans girls that you date. They are fucking. You dated some bowling balls. I'm here for the adventure, okay? <laughs> Dude, Laura is amazing. She has a I perfect. Think she's, she's fucking... a very pretty girl. I yeah. I've never actually met her face to face. I've never met her face to face. So I, I can't. You, and have you seen her brother? Is he a beast? Dude, he's a specimen, dude. Really? Is he a crossfitter? Oh he is a, yeah, he's a crossfitter. He's just too big. He's got, he's, oh, he's, he, he's, he's massive. He's, 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 uh, uh, he's not massive like, um, uh, who's the self help speaker? Uh, Tony Robbins, but he's got some of that going on, you know, like that, the giganticism shit. Like, like Christoph's got a, like a head that he's got a huge a head. Can you get me a picture of this dude? Yeah, yeah, he's a hunk. He's probably just crazy pussy magnet. Let me see Christoph Horvat. I'm into that, uh, dude. And he's very nice. He's very a gentleman. Oh, dude, how do you use BirthFit as a sponsor? Do they coach you through morning bowels? What do you guys no, use them for? No, but um, uh, they they align with my values when it comes to um, God, look at yeah, birthing children, raising kids. Look at this fucking guy's mandible, dude. Look at this guy's fucking jaw. Oh, this I, could handle, I could handle that, dude. This picture this picture is courtesy of the morning choco. He looks like a toddler. He looks like a toddler who's really excited at daycare. That guy could be handled. Look at Real his quick. fucking hands. It's kind of creepy how you're looking at this guy. I'm uh, I'm not looking at his cock and balls. I was trying to give credit to the person who took the picture. Height the height machine. 
I mean, I think this guy Jeffrey Birchfield is trying to defend Laura Horvath, even though he has no clue who that woman is. He goes, and no worries, Hunter. After that thick body comment, you won't meet Laura. Damn. Dude, zoom in on that guy's picture. I bet you he's trying to anti-fat shame you because he's so fat. Oh, be nice. Jeffrey's my boy. Do you know him? Yeah, he's my that's he's my brother from another mother. You met him in one of those BC clinics you guys call CrossFits? No, no, it's a fake relationship through the internet. I like that. I like that. Sometimes you got to keep those things alive because you just ain't getting it at home. You got to create false sense of relationships on the internet, which I have too. Ah, simultaneously. What are you drinking? Chugging. We were in the sixty nine there for a minute. Paper Street Coffee. Uh, I love Paper Street. They they sent me some coffee just recently. I just don't have. I have a Starbucks sponsor. Okay, hold on. What's the nicest gift you've ever got from a fan? That thing is really dope. Someone got that made? I cried. Dude, I cried. I wept like a baby. I came. They had it delivered to my house, and my wife brought it into me in the middle of a show without telling me. But that morning when I came in to do the show, there was a box of Kleenex on my desk, and I don't allow Kleenex in my office because I would. I have this paranoia that people are going to think I come in here and masturbate, so I don't want any Kleenex in here. And I saw a box of Kleenex in here, and I was like, what the fuck is that? That's weird. And then my wife came in in the middle of the show and handed me this, and she said, your listeners bought it for you, and I cried like a baby. Wow. Crazy, right? Heavy, dude. Yeah. I had a, a fan of mine just gift me a Louis Vuitton passport case with my initials in it. Oh, and I, oh. And then she also wrote me a very, very nice card with all of these quotes of, like, champions and great thinkers. It was one of the nicest gifts I've ever gotten in my entire life. Um, uh, I've, re I got a Louis Vuitton, uh, passport case once it was a used one that Greg was, t uh, had retired and gave to me. That's just kind. Were your initials? <laughs> in it, no, his initials were. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So like, what? He still likes me. Doesn't make me less cool than you, Hunter. Hunter. He just came, uh, uh, on to Mark Bell's podcast. And I think he, he stirred the pot a little bit there. Yeah. I thought it was good. Did you like it? You listen? I, watched, I watched a little bit of it. I mean, I've always been a really big fan of Greg. I think what Greg did was amazing. And ever since, uh, you know, it's like this, you know, when like the Roman empire, like has like a certain kind of family running it. And it's, they've got like a couple hundred years of just like a great setup. And then all of a sudden, like the one leader goes. And then after that, that empire starts to fall. I think that's kind of what happened with CrossFit. As soon as they, the headed Greg and a lot of the people surrounding him. And then they started to put it in the hand of other people. They're like, we know how to do this thing. It's been ever since. Um, I, what do you think about this term institutional knowledge? Define that for me. So for instance, they just made a video and in the video they said, here's Kai Rainey. She owns an affiliate. She lost a hundred pounds. You were first introduced to her in 2018 in this video. And I'm watching that video on CrossFit that they made a couple weeks ago. But really, I know because I used to work there that she was actually introduced to CrossFit community in 2017 and 18. And they were off by two years and they were off. But they didn't have even the right video. And so there's like millions of little things like that. You know what I mean about institutional knowledge? Just like maybe like where we came, why we had used the zone or, you know, just things like that. And as you fire people, you don't have that institutional knowledge. Well, I bet you the. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but I bet you the majority of the people in the company do not know the core principles of where CrossFit came from and have ever even tried the zone diet or 
Right. How many of those people actually in the office have actually done CrossFit these days? Right. Yeah. So eventually it just becomes a business and it's no longer like a team and like a church. Like, you know, like the true essence of a church and like also like certain cultures that they've studied after it gets a certain capacity of size that they have to like in the in the um, Amish culture, they have to branch off and start a new thing and a new thing and a new thing. I think CrossFit probably just got so big that its original message and its core values probably just were so diminished it changed to the point where it may never go back. Hey, I'm going to ask you a really stupid question. Yeah. Um, that last supper, um, uh, are, are the, someone in the audience will know and probably what my ass. That last supper, when Jesus had his last supper, were those all the apostles? Yeah. So all the Let's apostles just... met, all the apostles knew Jesus. All of them met him at some okay. point. They were touched by him. Let's just see who Is that true? was at the Last Supper. With, I did the picture is great. Uh, uh, it was the apostles. Yeah, they were the 12 apostles, his disciples. Who was the guy who turned his back <laughs> on Jesus? Who do you think was the number one person that actually was, was the one to push out Greg? Uh, Judas. Judas. No one put no one pushed him out. He decided, uh, thanks for what you do for the CF community. Oh, yeah. You're very welcome. Interesting. That dude just won fourteen hundred dollars um betting on Tyson Bajan. On Tyson versus who? Uh, Tyson uh is a quarterback in the NFL and he bet a hundred dollars that Tyson would score in a game and then got paid fourteen hundred bucks. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's crazy. And he I didn't even know it. I don't really gamble that much. Me neither. I'd be terrified of it. Do you take your no gold one put no one pushed him out? By the way, he sold he sold the company. Well, you know what I mean? He could have kept of, it and just uh, been like, he could have been like, "Fuck you!" I wear a fucking. I know, but I think do-rag. it was kind of like a. I think it was like a forced sale. No, you don't think so at all. You don't think that, that a lot of people are like, "Greg, you need to get out of here." Greg, you need to go. Greg, you need to go. Uh, no, not one person said that. Uh, one person I, I did I did hear I did hear a message. Julie Fouché called Greg and left a message on his machine crying. Greg, I I think you're gonna have to sell it. I'm so sorry. Will you sell it to my boyfriend? Really? <laughs> I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but it was crazy. Why? Imagine walking out to your car in the morning, your TRX, and there's someone fucking on the hood crying, Hunter, you have to give this to me. I know you love it, but I love it more than you. And so you have to give it to me. It was like that. It was crazy. From Julie Fouché. Yeah. Nice. Just a balling. I have it. I have the message somewhere. I I, 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 I grabbed a, a recording of it. I have it somewhere. It's fucking absolutely nut, bat, bat shit nuts. The fact that once, someone thinks that they the, can... Once you get what? into the effort zone, you should play all these tapes. Yeah. I should. Yeah. Just a thought. Where are you going? I'm kind of in this. I'm kind of in this. I'm in this weird ground space, right? Like I want to keep it real, but sometimes the best way I can keep it real is like, hey, I just can't tell you how I truly feel on that, or I can't share that with you because like I'm just too much of a pussy, and that's as real as I could be. Like, oh, I don't want to tell you this because then I fucking won't be able to do this, this, and this. You're probably gonna have to play the game for a couple more years to the point where you're at such a size, like yeah. Alex Jones. Yeah. Alex Jones. Why? Not- why? Why Alex Jones? Why can't it be um uh, someone else? 
Okay, wh- whatever, Please. dude. I know you don't uh, like Alex Jones, but he is one of the realest dudes out there. He says whatever the fuck he wants. Whether or not it's true is uh, a question. Uh, hold on. I want to tell you who I want to be. Uh, um, like, I feel like even Joe Rogan Why can't I be like castrated. Kate Moss why can't, or Cindy Crawford when I get to Cindy Crawford size? I don't think Cindy Crawford tells her how it is. Does she? I, I'm not worried about her telling her how it is. I just like like her, I just want her status. Oh, yeah. Can I be like Kanye? Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Fuck, Dan. That makes up for all the shit I th- negative shit I think about you. Dude, I don't – like if you want to be Kanye, but you have he, – he, he lost a lot. As long as you're willing to lose it all, then you're cool. Are you willing to lose everything you have right now financially? Probably not. No. You're not in that effort state. No. Just saying. I'm right so on you the think I'm, I'm, maybe you, So you think my trajectory is sell out even, even – the st- like, the st- like I just sell out more and more until I'm like Paula Abdul. Until you're like Oprah rich, and then you can do this from like a you get one of those called SpaceX satellites to basically broadcast from like a farm of you in the middle of nowhere doing the same exact show, then you're safe. Yeah, yeah. Where are Have you? you really in been Malibu? On, I'm in Malibu. I've got literally two weeks until I go compete in uh, London, and then I got another week past that, and I compete in Stockholm, and I'm just a fucking tank right now, dude. I'm going to smash well, oh, oh, so you tried to break the world record with with your buddy for the for the tandem high rocks, the tandem high rocks. Yeah, I, I think we broke the record, but I'm not allowed to get into details about it. It's whatever. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Will oh shit! It's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. I'm perfectly. Oh, I I love you as a as, as like as a as a friend. First of all, since I do love you, I want to tell you. Uh, December 10th to the 17th, I invite. Uh, I would love to see you and hang out with you for that entire week if you're around. Are you going to be in Southern California? No, I'm I'm jetting back from Europe, so I'll be over. Okay, well, at least I get credit for inviting you. Now, listen. L- let me paint the stage. I found out you were going to go to. Over the Atlantic to try to break the world record for the tandem high rocks, which you hold the world record for for the individual, which you've set many times. Yes. And people many argue times. that you're one of the fittest men who's ever walked on the planet, and it's an easy argument. It's not like it's even hard to defend. You, everyone hates you, love you, want to fuck you. Uh, they all know you're the best. It, it, it's some shit. You're a wild man. Um, not that really anyone hates you. Um, Lots. now you set your sights. To, I don't know why, but you thought I'll find another guy who's really good and we'll set the world record for tandem. And so you went to Europe. And when I heard about this, I went into panic. I'm like, fuck, he's going to do this in four days. I want to talk to him before he goes. We had a great shower, time too. Shower him with some love. You came on the show. We showered you with some love. You felt yep. it. Mm, you got all warm. I saw you. We, now, we, now dominated. you're back. What we we absolutely dominated. I don't have the data on it, but the the thing that I'm I'm led to believe is that these courses are getting so big now. When we first started racing and setting these records, there was like 20 sleds and 20 skiers. Now there's like 60 sleds and 60 skiers, and there's like a there's a non measured time between what's called the rock zone and the stations. So they don't measure your stations; they just measure your station time. And I don't know, man, but we were fucking flying. And if we missed it, I'll accept it. But goddamn, were we flying? We were okay. So, uh, so, 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 bear with me here because I don't understand this rock zone shit. So, three, two, one, go. Only one of you goes. Yeah. And then you get. We we, we, all, we we both go. We both go. You both run. I don't know how this math doesn't add. 
add up. But I was tracking everything that we were doing, and it just doesn't add up. But here's how it works, and I'm not going to argue about it. I'm just going to tell you how it is, and we lost is all I'm going to tell you. We lost. We didn't get the record. We won the race. You both go out, run doubles. You do two laps. You come in. I start the ski erg, do 500 meters. Then my partner does the ski erg, 500 meters. However you want to break it up. You go back out, two laps, both of you together, come back in, sled push. Go out, two laps, sled pulls. Are you wearing a chip? Are you wearing a chip? Yeah, we're chipped up everything. And are there split times and shit? Like people are at each station, it's tracking your shit? Yeah. Okay. Um. So basically, there's timing mats everywhere. So it's very accurate. But the thing is, the organization of the courses are different because of every single every single arena is different. Man, based on my math, we had the record. But based on what ended up coming behind the score, we missed it by like 40 seconds. And I'm livid. I'm fucking livid. But here's what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pistol whip these bitches when I get to Stockholm. And I'm going to do it like that. As an individual, but I'm going to come back and get the doubles record too, but I missed it. I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm emotionally disturbed about the so, entire So experience. tell me what happened. So so what, the world record for doubles was 48 minutes and some seconds. 48 minutes and 40-something seconds. We got 49.30. Okay. okay. So when you cross the finish line, so even before you cross the fit, is the last thing you do a run? No, last thing you do is 100 wall balls. So when you get to those 100 wall balls and you see the clock, do you already know it's impossible? Something's wrong? I was told that we were ahead of time. If you watch, if you go to my YouTube and you watch us cross the finish line, just go watch the video. I literally walk across the finish line like I would walk across, like walk in a park. Like I thought we had it. I wasn't like there was no urgency in my step because we were told at the rower that we were 40 seconds ahead of time. And I was like, yep, we got this. I'm moving like a million miles an hour. Um, I don't know what happened, man. By the way, um, anyone from High Rocks who's watching this, like, they should be happy. This is this is what a sport needs. A sport needs this type of fucking intensity. Put that video right there. That, that this one. one. Yes. That, all oh, the way to I'm, the end. Okay, hold on. Let me. Uh, this is gonna be good. Look how young you look here. You look refreshed. Go go like about like maybe like last ten percent of the video. You watch us doing a little bit further back. Further, 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 further. Right there. I, I really right there. wanted to. I really wanted to watch you drink water. Yeah, I was thirsty. These are the guys. Uh, I guess we'd already beat these guys. Maybe go back like another. Go back another like couple, minute. Because we'd already beat them. That's you, Hunter. Yep. So I thought we had the world record at this point. Look how smooth you are, dude. God, you're good at wall balls. Fikowski could learn a thing or two from you. Yeah, yeah, professor. Why don't you come learn from the real teacher? Oh, oh. I like Fikowski. I like that dude. Hey, a lot. he would do really hey. well in this event. Oh, uh, he would, huh? Yeah, I think he's just got a huge engine. He's a weapon. But if you watch, like right now, it should end in like a second, and you're gonna watch us come across. We came across, and I literally thought we were. We had got the record. And I, when I look up the clock, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? How did you split the wall balls? 50-50? He ended up doing 50-something, and I did 45. Because it ends up happening is you have to drop the ball. It's like, we're fine. Like My heart rate's like at like 80% of its capacity right now. Yeah, you're chilling. You're chilling. Oh, did you find, out, out, you found out right there you didn't break it? Yeah. 
And I was pissed. I, I mean, I was polite about it, but I was like, there's no freaking way we missed this record. Um, but whatever, dude. That's why I, I, I'm a big believer in horses, not courses. Like, I love going after world records. It gives me a boner. But at the same time, like, in sport, at the end of the day, you just got to beat the person next to you to win the championship. What, is that, guy, what does that guy think? My, my partner? Yeah. No, my partner, like, knows we were just annihilating it. Like, this guy... This guy right there with the wall ball in his hand was fourth in the world. The guy behind him is eighth in the world. The guy who was next to me was third in the world. Like, we were we're as good as it gets. Like, as good as it gets. We're missing maybe a couple characters in the in the lineup that would have made it interesting. But it doesn't get much better than us in our sport. All these guys, you know, I think that guy with a buzz cut behind it runs like a 32-minute 10K and, and is like a wicked, wicked fit CrossFit guy. Graham... The guy in the background owns a CrossFit style gym. He's a freak of a CrossFitter and a solid, solid runner. CrossFit style gym? He doesn't want to pay his affiliate fees? I mean, listen, I just call all gyms CrossFit style gyms <laughs> if they have bumper plates and rowers. Let me see this. Let me see. There's an interview here. With the winners! Yeah, baby! It doesn't feel really good. No, is he still not feeling good, Jake? Yeah, he's not feeling good. And I'm just at the point where it's like, I want to set a world record. If you miss a world record today, I'm just going to pull it out. I'm ready to Oh, you are pissed. Yeah, I was livid, dude. I thought about it. Why? It's, it's pretty good. I'm not a sore loser. I'm just a no. very, I'm very determined. So I was a sore, like I shook everybody's hands. I respect the fact that the guys still hold the records ahead of me, but you fucking better know that I'm going to do all the work in the world to destroy them next time. Nobody has a damn chance this season. So what do you think, what do you think happened? The timer was off. The running was longer. You think something was wrong with the course? I'm convinced that the running is longer because if you go and look at our times from this, where you're not really having to do as much work, so you're much fresher to go into runs yeah, my run times were slower as a doubles athlete by 15 seconds than they were for me as a singles athlete, which is crazy. It's crazy because also open uh, the doubles weight is lighter. We we do uh, lighter weight, so it's it's silly, but I don't know. I'll figure it out later. You watch me do the real job when it comes to like London and um, London and Stockholm. Stockholm. Hey, would you not be doing those if you didn't um, miss the world record on this one? No, 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 no. I have to start the season off. Like, I think it's always fun. Um, I think it's always fun to just get a couple races in. I really like to disappear in the middle of the season and take as much time as it is necessary to, like, get in really freaky shape. So uh, I'm building my whole season off of, like, a cycling platform and trying to, like, I'm studying all these cyclists and talking to all these cross-country skiing coaches. I had this guy, Eric Murray, on, who you, got, you should have on your show. The dude is the most winningest um, rower of all time, I think. Two-time Olympic gold medalist, and he had like eight world championships in a row. Don't Tell take me, me wrong name. about Eric Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y. The coolest bro. Like he's a freak, dude. He holds a 135, 135 to a 132 on the rower for an hour. Eric Murray. I'm I'm six foot seven. He's six five, I think. Oh, there's an Eric Murray that has six hundred. The voice of the people. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, this is a different Eric Murray. Is he black guy? No, he's a white guy. He's a white guy from New Zealand. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Got him. Follow. Oh, okay. Uh, 
Eric, will you come on my podcast, please? As cool as you can get as a human being. I mean, he is just so much fun. And he's just like no bullshit. He's not like this kind of guy who's like, oh, my life's hard. He's like, we just rode more. You're like, so what was your training? He goes, well, we recognize that if you want to get better at rowing, you just row more. And I was like, well, what does that mean? He goes, 220 to 260 kilometers a week of rowing. I was like, well, did you do weight training? He goes, no, we just put hoses and tires around our rowers and we rode more. I'm like, oh, you're such a beast. What do you th- – oh, I like the way you th- – oh, God, you're a real athlete, Hunter. You're aroused by other strong men. That's like some I, I told freak him, shit. I told him at the beginning of the show. I was like, dude, there's a thing going around around the world called OnlyFans. And I was like, I would never pay to see a naked woman. But if you had a channel where I could pay just to watch you train all day, I was like, any amount of money. Any amount of Damn. money so I could just watch you do what you do. Because, dude, that's just good. He has to be top five greatest cardio fitness athletes in the world. You can't. What did you, you think? That. This, this guy, Jason Marshall, said, I was like, yeah, I like to get on and do uh, – 10 minutes, 100 calories, just to just, you know, that's like my baseline to stay warm. He's like, Yeah. I'm like, what's your baseline? He's all 30 minutes, 500 calories. That, I, like, if, if I do less than, I, I have to do that every time, minimum. I'm like, mm. Does that sound crazy to you? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work, but these guys are, I want you to understand, they are so big. They are so, so, so big that, Every single time they move, if they just fall forward, they're skiing at a faster rate than you are. Right, right. I'm just fucking standing and fucking I've drinking three pre-workouts, 900 milligrams of caffeine. And I'm like, this guy just stood on it. Yeah, dude. He's – those guys, are their bodies are designed for it. It's um, it's pretty amazing. He is, he's like a, he is like a white um, – uh, like an albino uh, gorilla, that guy. Marshall was a big dude. He was beastly. Yeah. At one point to... during the interview, I should tell, I should give him some advice on framing his camera because he's, I think, I have a feeling his body's really fun to look at. But only one time during the interview did he raise his hand like this and it was like a fucking meat hook. It was just like his this. Fans blasting out of his dude. arm as he's coming out the time. Dude. dude. Yeah. If I, if you ever see me like raise my hand up like this, like I'm pointing, I'm always flexing. Like as hard that I'm flexing as hard as I can, even though I'm trying to act ca- casual. He was acting casual, actually, and and it was so muscular. It was crazy. Hey, brother, I got to get to a meeting in two minutes. I got to bounce, I just realized. But it was good seeing your face. Let's catch up soon. Thank you for reminding me you're an adult. I always forget. Doug Love, dude. Bye. Hunter McIntyre, the greasy strangler. Hugging a brother up. Trevor. Ottman, uh, sorry guys, I'm late. I was too busy uh, hitting a new back squat PR. Tree fitty, wow, tree fitty, nice work, dude. Nuts. All right. Oh shit, is it? Is it? All right, let's do it. Uh, I will be back shortly to do Dave Castro's review of the weekend review. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you for the heads up. Probably in the next couple hours we'll do that. Mm, Bye-bye.